Hey, Caleb, look outside your window. Yeah, take a peek. Let me know what you see. Be obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goo that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is the spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every was released in 2013 on a $20,000 budget. The score fucking sucks, and it's filled with every movie cliche ever made. First off, the people that distributed it for digital media have distributed multiple feature Amityvilles that we will cover in the future, The Driller Killer from 1979, and they have done hundreds of mockbusters such as Two-Headed Shark Attack. Pretty Mm -hmm. straightforward, right, Kim? Mm -hmm. Great one. And then we have Night of the Living Dead Resurrection, uh, Juan, The White Ghost, Alien Exorcism, Jurassic Predator, Poltergeist Activity, and then my favorites, Coven and Crow. Such great movies. <laughs> that cover for Coven is literally just the craft, like stolen 100%, directly. 100%. Totally fine, though. I don't even, I don't even know how they get away with that, but you know Totally what? fine. We're not going to worry about it. Just, they just have those capabilities. And second off, um, we called 3D the worst Amityville movie last time, and we based like an entire conversation off of us calling 3D the worst mm-hmm. movie ever, and we were wrong. And not only were we wrong, but Mr. Feywander was also wrong. We we were wrong, and, and we we took ownership for it off the record, but that's why we're here today to reclaim our ownership for the fact that we we fucked up. That was really fucked up. Yeah, we. We fucked up. It. it was messed up. We sh- we should know this a lot better. You know, we should have these in our minds. Curse is the Hands worst down. Amityville. Hands down. Doubt. And you're right. We should know better. Um, this has become our lives, and we've got to get our shit together. Yeah. I mean, 3D had glow. It had not glowed, but it had mm-hmm. ghost flies. It had ninjas. Mm-hmm. It had that one dude with the screamy mm-hmm. face, the lizard dude. You love basement. that lizard dude. Yeah, that... You know what? 3D was a pretty good one, and I'm pretty upset that uh, we... Yeah. We, I'm just disappointed. You know. I'm just disappointed in us. You know? Yeah. It wasn't right. But anyway, I'm Caleb. <laughs> uh, I am the host of the show that basically consists of me forcing Kim to watch every Amityville movie ever made. But before we get into this atrocity, I want to thank a few Patreon donators and talk about a few but new be- things going be- on Before you think any Patreon, I have, I have a couple okay. questions for you. Super basic, given it's uh, November 1st, I have to ask, how was your Halloween? Are these date How was your questions? Halloween? Oh, okay. Tell us okay. how your Halloween was. Did you dress up? Did you trick or treat? No one wants my explanation of my Halloween at all. Yes, we do. Yes, we- Caleb, I'm asking you. Fuck, I didn't want to say this. I'm asking you because 500 people wrote in from not- overseas, not even from in the U.S., saying they want to know. So this is even on behalf of me. Okay. Um, this is the fans. I had anxiety, and I 
watch TV. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. I didn't leave my house. That's a perfect segue into my next question. Did you do 31 days of Halloween and did you watch anything good? No, and actually, uh, it looks like someone didn't listen to the last Scream episode. We talked all about, I talked about every single movie that I watched this month, so I think you're reiterating. I didn't listen to the last Scream, I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'll give you just the slightest recap. One of the most recent things I watched was Lamb. Oh, you watched it? I did. I watched Lamb. Okay, thoughts? Super brief. I won't make everybody go through this again. Did you like it? I have no idea. It was the most confusing thing I've ever watched in my life. I definitely don't hate it, but I have no idea if I like it, and I also don't know what I watched. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. It was really confusing. Um, there was that was definitely about lambs. I don't want to say anything else about it because I feel like everything needs to just, just be seen on its own. But uh, okay, yeah, it, okay. it was very strange. I have no. I need to watch it again. I have no idea how to feel about it. I have nothing to say about it in the slightest. Uh, it exists for sure. Like I, I don't hate it. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Wow. I've never heard you this torn before. I'm so, so happy I uh, now know this knowledge. I will take that into consideration when I watch Lamb. Yeah, you should watch Lamb. I'd be curious to know. As I will, because as a child, my favorite stuffed animal and best friend, and really through much of my adult life, her name was Lammy. Okay. And she was a little lamb. That's pretty stereotypical. I feel like everyone had a lammy, but great name, great name, very creative. Yeah, very creative. I was gonna say, <laughs> she was a great girl. I still have her. Kim, what the fuck are these questions about? <laughs> Sorry, I just I went on a tangent, but since we were we're talking we're about on the lammies? topic of lambs. Okay, all right, yeah. This whole episode act. See, people think they're listeners. They think they're gonna get Amityville. No, we're gonna talk about lambs. People need to know about my little lamb. People think Mary had a little was lamb. Was that your first Kim question? Kim had a little fucking lamb. Kim had a little lamb, bitch. Was that your first question? Kim Cheney had a little <laughs> lamb. <laughs> she had a little black sheep she carried around her back. <laughs> Those are my only questions. Are you serious? Those are my only questions. The only other thing I have to ask you, and we talked about this, so this isn't a surprise. We... Saw some questionable things on Letterboxd, one of our friends, and what we thought, you know, who we thought was a confidant, but now we know can't be trusted. So I already knew. You already knew this? Yeah. Gosh, we're talking about you if you didn't know. Have you seen his taste? He told me to cover Poltergeist, like, with a straight face. You're right. You're right. He did. And did he, did he request Darkness Falls or one of those? I think he did. I don't know. Something else strange, I'm sure. I can't remember. We love you, Koch, but the letterbox is questionable. I don't we'll think talk he about did that the later. darkness. So, maybe not. No, I think that was like Cass or something. I could be completely wrong. We could be just be throwing out names, but it was someone. We're just throwing Koch under the bus. Every shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, every bad movie about like, you know, Kevin Bacon and like people throwing up and keeping it under their bed. I'm like, it's probably Koch because that's how he rates movies. Okay, so on this topic, we found out that one of our friends has been just berating Tarantino and great movies on Letterboxd. You know, I guess, like, not directly, but it definitely feels that way. It feels that way. It, just some of the rays, they're questionable. So we have decided we need to address some letterbox questions, and I specifically have really not that many for you, Kayla, because what I will say, reviewing your letterbox, I was actually very impressed by how consistent and pretty spot-on your reviews were. Well done. I know who I am. Was very I know surprising. what I like. It's very surprising. <laughs> okay, but there was one. There was one that I have a big bone to pick with you. I got to ask you about. Okay. And I know you're going to shit all over it and shit all over me. 
But this is one of the greatest movies of all time, and you rated it 2 or 2.5 stars. Okay. What is it? Forrest Gump. What is your deal with Forrest Gump? I got. I have to know. You rated it lower than like. I still know what you did last summer, and that threw me. I gotta know what's going on in your head. And I love. I still know what you did last summer. Do you want to call out anything else that I rated above that that you think is questionable? But questionable. Um. Because okay, for example, I still know what you did last summer. Mm. Fuck yeah, I would watch that before, like over Forrest Gump any day. <laughs> like. Forrest Gump is going to put me what? to sleep, but at least I still know what you did last summer is funny, and I can sit around and watch it. Like, my enjoyment factor watching Forrest Gump definitely is not that high. Like, I guess I can respect it as a movie. Really? And I guess now that it, you you put it like that, I probably should rate it a little bit higher, but it's just my enjoyment. I was enjoy- a little offended. My enjoyment factor on Forrest Gump is definitely two and a half stars. I'm comfortable on that. Wow. Wow. I don't hate it. Like, it's not a terrible movie, but what, when am I going to just sit down and be like, I want to watch Forrest Gump? I never feel that way. Really? Forrest Gump's one of those movies that if it's on TV, even though it's like a two and a half hour long movie, I have to finish it. If it, if I start it, I got to finish it. I feel the same way about The Shining, too. Like, I, I'm fine with The Shining. Oh, it's mean, a good yeah. movie. But, like, am I going to sit down and, like, watch it? When do I ever sit around and go, like, I want to watch The Shining right now? I've, like, never just comfortably said that. I don't want to just sit around and watch, like, a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> For the most part, like, have I rewatched Midsummer? I thought that was a really good fucking movie. Have I rewatched it? Fuck no. But did you rate it two and a half stars? No, but I also very, very much <laughs> enjoyed Midsummer, and I thought it was like entertaining throughout the whole yeah. thing. And I did watch it twice. Like, I did. To be fair, I did watch Midsummer. Uh, I watched the director's cut actually. It was like three hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, three hours after yeah. I watched the original. So I mean, I do think that it deserves the stars a little more than the movies that I can't rewatch. Interesting. I would love to know if other people are uh, Forrest Gump haters. I thought it was like one of the most beloved movies. And I saw that shit and I was like, I don't know what is going. What does he have against Forrest? I figured you had something against it. It just felt like you had something against Forrest Gump. Okay, I, so I could I had see to that. Ask you. I could see that. That's fair. But no, I don't. To answer your question, no, I don't have anything against it. It's just, it's just not that fun for me. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I, I was shocked to see that you rated I Still Know What You Did Last Summer four stars because I knew you enjoyed it, but I didn't think you enjoyed it that much. And I'm so proud. I was very happy. I smiled when I saw that the stars. I think I said it was four stars when we covered it. I'm really proud. That made me happy. <laughs> that one's funny. I just got to say I'm pretty proud of your letterbox, man. And it's it's more consistent than mine. I'll say it right now. Oh, I know. Your letterbox is kind of fucked. But okay, we've spent a lot of time going on this letterbox. Let's, that was uh... it. That was it. I'm glad we talked about it. Glad you glad you feel better about everything now. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I would like to thank a couple people. First off, we have Samantha Hatfield, I think. Do you think, like, I wish, like, last names just always define people. You know how sometimes people have last names and it, like, they make, like, a business or, like, a product out of it? I wish this totally. person just, like, came from a field of hats. They're born in It's one. very close to Haddonfield. It is, but I'm worried like about Halloween. I'm worried about hats in fields. She might have that already as a business venture she started. I mean, if if you got that going for you, I'm proud of you. Ashley Allen. Ashley Allen. I thought that said alien for a second. It'd be pretty cool if you were an alien, but you're not. Maybe you are. I don't know. Corrales Medina. I think that's Funky Cold Medina on Instagram, and you're cool as fuck, dude. And uh, Yeah, that's the homie that said, uh, they were like, hey, I haven't been on a Patreon before, but I did it because I've been fucking with the show. They've been listening for years, so I I appreciate you, dude. You're awesome. And then we have Lydia and Liana. They're twins. 
That's how names work. Twins. Love that. Yeah. I love that they went in. Yeah. Way to go, twins. Yeah. Is this the first twins Patreon? Two separate donators, but they're definitely twins. I know they're related. I just feel it. Wow. Wow. Shout out to the twins. And now for anyone who Caleb has Caleb been... and I are twins. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware. I, I got the test back right before this this call. I, I, would, I wasn't going to do it here, but it felt right. You brought up twins. You're my brother. And now for anyone who has been following the show since it started or is a fan of the old episodes, there was a brand new Halloween Kills episode featuring none other than Bree, her fiancé Miggs, and James from Night Shift Video. It is available in video and audio versions on Patreon in the bonus episode tier. And also, polls are back. Donators get to decide what movie options are available in set polls, so pretty much just comment on the little thing. I'm going to put out a theme every month, so like alien, zombies, fucking gore, like fucking uh, uh, Amityville, something like that. I won't do Amityville. <laughs> Please don't. I've already pulled in. I'm already sucked in at this point. Yeah, the, the Amityville is what destroyed the concept of polls last time for me. I was like, there's no point. Um, but polls are back. And they're not on the topic of Amityville, so I'm going to put out a different theme each month. Just comment on that post, and then I'm going to let the listeners pretty much decide, like, whatever movies go in there, I'm going to try to tally them up or, like, you know, pick some of the best runner-ups, blah, blah, blah. Put them on the poll. You guys can vote for them. And, uh, yeah, that's fun, right? I I hope people like that. I don't know. You you guys get a pick now. Hell yeah. We love a good poll. And then I'm watching trailers of every movie that is covered on the show, including this one. And I'm creating improv horror movies, among many other things, on patreon.com slash horrorsoup. The first improv movie that we made is called Hot Snake. It's starring Brad Dorif, and it takes place on that Scooby-Doo island from that one movie. And Scrappy-Doo is part of our cast. So Wow. You don't Love want, that. You don't want to miss it. Maybe we'll make it one day. I th- Maybe? What do you mean maybe? Hot Snake. We're working on Hot Snake, too. It'll happen soon. Love that. Love it. Down. In. Can't wait to see it. Anyway, let's talk about the people involved in this shit show. Um, It was written and directed by Andrew Jones, who is a legend in and of himself and definitely wrote his own IMDb biography. He's made about 30 of these four digital movies, and he wrote, directed, edited, and produced all of them, to be fair. So I guess... He's, like, making, making these mockbuster movies. Like, he's making yeah. them. He's a jack-of-all-traits. Do you want to hear his IMDb bio? Please. Born on 6th October 1983 in Swansea, South Wales, Andrew was educated at someplace and later attended someplace. At the age of 27, he founded UK production company North Bank Entertainment to produce independent genre films with a similar aesthetic to the work of American luminaries Roger Corman and Charles Band. Andrew has since become one of the most prolific independent filmmakers or producers in the UK with an established track record of commercially successful titles. This is so not It's okay, it's okay. Andrew's feature films, most of which he also writes and directs, regularly receive theatrical, DVD, and digital distribution in numerous territories around the world, including the UK, North America, Canada, Germany, South America, and the Netherlands, Scandinavia, Philippines, Japan, Australia, and Zealand. Distribution distribution companies he has worked with include Lionsgate, Sony Pictures, Home Entertainment, Universal Pictures, and Ford Digital Media. I like how he ends with the one that's, like, basically his. (laughs) 
I, right. He's probably he's probably like he probably has like some uncredited credits or something like that for like one Lionsgate like short or like one like I don't know like Absolutely. the score. They were like, hey, he listened to the score before it was our score, and then he has a credit for it, and then he puts four digital at the end. <laughs> I've never heard anything more untrue in my life. <laughs> the most prolific. I already forgot his name. Like, what's his name again? <laughs> no, he's the most prolific movie director in the UK. I know. I should definitely remember his name. What is it? Andrew Jones? Is no. Even if I search up Andrew Jones, I'm sure someone else is going to pop up before Someone him. else is going to come up. Like nine people before someone him. Someone else. The first Andrew Jones. He's the first Andrew Jones that pops up. That has to just be because I looked him up like recently on IMDb, Here, let me, right? Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Look up Andrew Jones. If let he is the up. first one, then I don't know. Maybe he is prolific. He does have some movie right here. It's called Robber, and it's like definitely like a full-on ripoff of Dead Silence, but I don't know why. I kind of like the doll. Looks, looks no, like Andrew Jones is a baseball outfielder. That's the first. Oh my god! Yes, up. yes, that is that's Andrew him. Jones Seahawks. Okay, okay. So these are the top Andrew Jones that shows up. Yes, Andrew Jones baseball. Then it was Andrew Jones basketball player. Then Andrew Jones Seahawks. Andrew Jones NFL. Andrew Jones. Wait, are you on IMDb though? I mean on IMDb. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I'm just on Google. Oh no no! I knew he wouldn't be the first Andrew Jones on Google. Of okay. course not. Don't be absurd, Kim. <laughs> well, he's the most prolific. Okay, hold on. I'm telling Andrew Jones on IMDb because when you said baseball, I was like, yeah, he's a baseball player because he fucking looks like it. Okay, it says the first guy that comes up for me is Andy Jones. And it says stunts, comma Logan. I see. Okay, yeah, I see that guy. He kind of looks like Mark Zuckerberg mixed with um, yes, um, um yes, what, he does. mixed with um, what's his face? Why am I blinking his name? American Pie. The short guy, uh, Green isn't is his name Green something? Um, Green. Oh, Seth Green. Yeah, Seth, Seth Green. Green. I was blinking that hard as fuck right he does. now. He looks like Seth Green mixed with Mark Zuckerberg. Yes, he does. Wait, is which Andrew Jones is the director? Is it the Andrew Jones the the dude the, with the like, green guy shirt? With the beard? Yeah, yeah, with the green shirt and the baseball hat. What a dick! He is not. He, you guys, just look up Andrew Jones on IMDb. This guy looks like your everyday fucking dad at like the local baseball game. Like he does not look like the most prolific writer and producer in the UK. To be fair though, isn't that what every prolific director looks like? Don't they just look like someone's dumb dad or weird dad? They don't look happy with the baseball cap yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. They look angry and, <laughs> <laughs> and depressed. <laughs> None of them look this chipper. <laughs> Wait, so is this one of his first movies? I'm look. This is one of the first movies he directed, and then after that, he made stuff like, let me see. He made Poltergeist Activity. He made Robert, which is definitely just a Dead Silence ripoff for sure. Uh, it looks like he has a few of those. I kind of want to cover them now. He has like, I was gonna say Robert does look like Dead Silence, but it looks dude. Hilarious there's like four of them. Robert definitely looks like a girl. And he did Jurassic <laughs> Predator, Halloween Jack, The Legend of Halloween Assassins, Jack. Bundy, and the Green River Killer. Oh my God! Hey Nathan from I Hope You Suffer podcast just started following me on Letterboxd. Oh shit! Uh, he did the Manson Family Massacre, the Jonestown Haunting. And then Alien Battle Earth. Wait, why does this look like... Oh my god, I thought this was Alien, like... Remember that one Alien... No, I don't even remember the name of it, but they just have, like... They look like very stereotypical aliens with the big old heads and the big eyes. Oh, jeez. Okay, whatever. This guy's made a bunch of shit. I don't know why we're staying on this guy for so long. We need to stop talking about him. He is way too jolly to be a movie director. No, it's it's he's he's bad. But anyway, we'll watch some of his other stuff later. We're getting to it. Uh, he's involved in uh, Ford Digital a lot, and they've made other Amityville slices. 
So it's starring. Um, okay, it's kind of weird. It's there's no stars in this at all, but a good amount of people are involved in like a few notable like TV or movies, like TV shows or movies. You oh, know, do tell. Yeah, none of them have big roles. Like you wouldn't remember them for anything. But I just assumed that everyone from this film like died of starvation due to not finding work. Absolutely. Apparently, okay. The main right. chick is Sophia Del Pizzo. Her name is Lisa okay. Templeton. I don't know why. I don't even know if they ever said Templeton, but apparently her last name's Templeton. Mm-mm. Um, okay. She is in one episode of Always Sunny, but like a 2019 episode. I don't think I've seen that latest season, so I don't know who huh. she is. And she's in one okay. of those Hulu Into the Dark movies. Interesting. Okay. And then Jared Morgan slash uh, Mixter, you know, like the main fucking guy of the asylum. He's in just every four digital movie ever made. And then also The Nun. He's not a big grandfather. He's not a big role in The Nun. And I don't even know if I remember him. Maybe if I watch it again, I'd see him. But apparently he's in The Nun. I didn't see The Nun. I heard it was so bad. I just didn't even bother. Oh, yeah. It's the worst movie ever. There's no point of watching it. Um, Yeah. So the poor guy got one big Hollywood movie and it's the worst movie ever. So good. So fucking good. <laughs> okay, so the tomato meter, uh, I found one critic review on Rotten Tomatoes, and it said uh, 1.5 1. 1. out of 5, and it says, Characters describe exposition with beautifully lead-in prose that sounds like a bunch of first graders were asked to do improv for the very first time. Literally. That's fair. And the audience gave it a 3%. That's higher than I, I didn't even think it would have anything from the audience. There are many reviews. Even on Letterboxd, there's only like 50 reviews, max. Do you want to tell people about your experience watching it today? What happened? What what experience? While you were, oh, while yeah, you were yeah. We'll get to that right now. <laughs> so real quick, uh, the IMDb was 2.7 out of 10, a little bit higher. Um, when I was trying to watch this, I started it and I watched it for maybe like 10 minutes. And then I started looking up some of this dumbass Wikipedia shit and like all the ridiculous things that this director, producer, editor, everything was saying. And I went back to watch the movie and then it was off of Tubi. And the me- part that made me really mad is that there's like... When you look up Amityville and Tubi, like, at least, like, 20 to 30 Amityville movies pop up. And this was the only one that was gone. It went from 33 titles to, like, 32 or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? And I thought it was just a glitch. And then I found, like, the actual page for it. And it was like, this title is not available anymore. I was like, I was just watching this, like, not that long ago. And out of all the movies that disappeared, it was the one that I had to watch. I was going to say, the one day we decide to watch Amityville Asylum... Yeah, I don't even know why you hit... You kind of hit me up randomly today, and you were just like, I'm ready for the next Amityville. I was kind of taken back. I got a wild hair up my ass. It's, I just figured this is my future. Well, I need to embrace it. It's probably because I texted you the other day, and I was like, Kim, I hate to break it, it to is. you, but I did a little <laughs> more research, and this is a true story. This is not me trying to, like, finesse anything or fuck anything up. I do, I was just up late as hell, and I could not sleep the other night, and I'm, I don't know how I got into it, but I started looking into a bunch of Amityville stuff, and then I was like, wait, there is definitely a lot more movies. Like, not even just, like, one or two more than I thought there was. There's a lot more than the Wikipedia leads you to believe. And there's at least, like, 15 <laughs> like more than more. I was aware of. It's, like, at least, like, 39 is the minimum right now. But I'm pretty sure there's about, like, 42. And I think there's, like, seven in production right now from what I saw on IMDb. Oh, my God. So, like, literally, Kim, there's so many being made right now that are, like, set to release this year or next year. There's, like, seven to ten. I am not watching anything that's not released now. After we watch the ones that are released as of today, November 1st, 2021, 
I'm fucking done. You say that, but then we'll finish it, and then I'll be like, all right, we got to no. Kim, this is like, can you imagine being so deep in a series like we've watched 30 plus, or like 40 plus movies, and then we're like, we can't see what no. else comes out of this. We have to see what comes out of it. <laughs> like, I think we just, this is our life now, I don't Kim. think we're mentally going to make it. I don't think we're mentally going to make it past 30. Look, the way I see it is that once we catch up, Look, at at most, you know, catch I'm Catch up to what? Once we catch up and we've seen like <laughs> all of them basically, you know, then it'll only be like what? Maybe like probably max like 7 to 10 a year, and that's over a year, so that means like A year? That means uh, that's, how that's, many years ratio, are you thinking about listen, doing listen, this? Listen, the ratio is less than 1 a month. That's not that bad. That's that's you keep this happens every time you're like it's only gonna be like one a week so you be like blah, blah, blah. then you're like hey Kim I found five more Amityvilles and then you're like it's only gonna be like two more a month it's only gonna be fuck you if it's not released as of November first twenty twenty one find someone else bro it's I'm sorry Kim I love you it's only gotta be you <laughs> I can't do this shit but yeah there's thirty nine guys so I got a wild hair up my ass if it keeps going like. Well, it's going to keep going, but like, I can't do this without you because me and you are, you're going to, who else am I going to relate to where I'm, where I'm going to be like, you, hey, no, you found, you found someone. We found someone. They have not even seen like the last three release. So I think they might've given up on their venture. So I think right now I have found someone, but up until <laughs> you found someone, I think you found your match, but eventually that's going to be lost. And yeah. you're going to be the only one who's seen enough Amityvilles that can keep the rapport with me. And also, I haven't found someone because they don't they don't know the conversations we've had. They don't know the theories we've made. They're not trying to purchase the Amityville house. I need you around. So I'm sorry, Kim, but you're in this I, for life. I'm ready to start a new chapter of my life. The Amityville chapter. I'm over you. Anyways. Do you want to read the Wikipedia plot and then talk about the movie? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Because I don't know what the plot is, so I kind of want to read this for the first time. <laughs> That's fair, because I didn't look up the plot either. I didn't even read, like, the mini one on IMDb or anything. I haven't watched the trailer yet. I've Like, the trailer thing, like, watching the trailers before the movie, it's hard for me because I want to watch the trailers, like, after, you know? I just read something that's very interesting already. Okay. It's based so, upon a novel. Um, oh, the Amityville Horror. What novel? Duh. I oh. thought it was going to say a separate novel. Also, like the cover of this Amityville movie... Book. Can you just tell me how much the cover of this movie makes no sense? It's like a doll's face, but a human skull with a bullet head and, like, missing teeth. Okay, that might be something to do with the um, the marketing they try to do. Because this is definitely, like, they tried to make this a mockbuster, but, like, of Amityville and also another movie. I think it was called The Nesting. I think the original title for this is, like, The Nesting 2 the Amityville Asylum or something like that. And it was trying to go off of, I think there's a, Pretty it's sad. like a 1987 movie or something like that called The Nesting. I haven't seen it, but they were doing like a reboot of that, I believe. And then they were like, oh, okay, let's bank off of that and make this the second one, like of the reboot. So. Very interesting. Yeah. I think the, t <laughs> the cover has to go with that. I assume. Okay. Anyway, this plot. Do you want me to read the Wikipedia or do you want it? Yeah. Will you read the first line of it? Cause that's really funny. Oh, are you on the Wikipedia? Uh-huh. 
1974, a cloaked figure gives Ronald DeFeo Jr. a shotgun, which DeFeo uses to kill all six of his relatives in 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. Decades later, the house is torn down and replaced by the High Hopes Psychiatric Hospital, which has just hired a new custodian named Lisa Templeton. Lisa is given a tour of the hospital by the maintenance man. Delaney? Wait, that's his name? I, I ju- Caleb, I'm just I learning this just, just as finding much as you that are. I'm like, <laughs> that's his name. Also, a cloaked figure. No cloaked figure gave Ronald DeFeo a gun. That didn't happen. When was but, there ever a wait, cloaked wait, figure Kim, in the house? That could have happened. The intro was so blurry that I had no idea what was happening. It's very possible that there was a cloaked figure in there that gave him a shotgun. <laughs> That's not Amityville. There's no cloaked figures. It's like the voices in the house. Okay, well, what about the last one, the Amityville haunting, where there was a fucking blurry stick figure just standing in doorways? That makes a little bit more sense than a cloaked. Somebody in a cloak? Someone in a cloak hands him a gun. <laughs> it just leaves. Dude, I think the Amityville lore is changing. The lore is changing. You know who it was? It was the dad from the last one. He handed him the pistol. You think so? He passed it off. He gave him the gun? I think so. I That's think he was, crazy. instead of uh, his wife beater, he traded it for a cloak. I miss that guy. Great guy. <laughs> Man. He's always strapped. Always strapped. These names are throwing me. Dennis Palmer, Sadie Krenwinkel. Oh my God, is like, it Krenwinkel? I don't remember any of these names. <laughs> it's literally like, I don't remember Wait, these names. who the fuck is Patient X? <laughs> Okay, I do remember seeing that. Remember when she was in the office and she picked up the confidential file? It said oh, patient the X. The manila on. folder with the fucking <laughs> yeah, stamp, the, man- the red confidential stamp. <laughs> right. Just casually sitting on his desk. That is so fucking. St- okay, I'm not reading any more of this plot. Let's just get into this yeah. movie. We, I'm surprised. We've already done half an episode just like. <laughs> just, just, yeah. But it's important. The the oh, backstory God. here is a, is slightly important. Okay, well, like I said, I don't get the beginning because they toss a title card on the screen. And, like, right before they toss the title card on, they show nothing. But, like I said, blurry bullshit. Like, they easily could have had a shadowed figure or coded figure or whatever the fuck around there giving him a shotgun. Because it's just blurry bullshit for three solid minutes. And then it's, like, the Amityville Asylum. And it pops up on the screen with, like, the most dramatic music. And it looks like... Yeah, it's like, like insidious. Yeah, you know, like... Like when like some like a movie has an insane open, and then like it pops the title on the screen, it's like bam, you know this is what it's gonna be. It was yeah. like that, but not a single thing happened. Totally, it was definitely. It, I actually wrote that down. It was like the insidious intro, like really dramatic mu- music, and then it was like Amityville Asylum, and then yeah, it was like so fucking boring. And everything <laughs> was downhill from there. <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. Okay, and I think we have to get this out of the way first. This is technically a direct sequel, right? To what? To the original Amityville? Or do you think it comes after some of the other ones? Because they really only reference the very first one, and they say, like... Well, I don't know. They, You know what? To be fair, they did give some kind of stories at some point, They were, but they were blabbling. They did. They were babbling on, like, some complete bullshit that I kind of just, like, had to tune it out for my own sanity. I didn't think about if it was a sequel or not. I didn't interpret it that way at all. It's definitely at least a sequel to the original because it opens with DeFeo killing all of them, which, by the way, I did not count as kills because we don't even see it. It's just blurry fucking bullshit. And And at this point, we know he's going to kill them, so we can't even keep counting them as kills. Yeah, you can't. Like, you really, even though it doesn't happen in all the movies, it happens in enough for me to not care. 
you know what's starting to piss me off and they did it in this one that I realized they did in the last one too is now they've been doing this thing where every time they describe the DeFeo murders, they act like no one knows. They're like, guy walked in with the gun, shot his mom, shot his brother, shot his sister, shot his shot his kids. Shot the- I'm like, hey. <laughs> Remember when, like, those workers were talking in the last episode and they had no fucking clue what Amityville was? That's what this girl did in this one, and I was a little more okay with totally. it because she was, like, younger, I guess, and she seemed kind of like the stupidest yeah. person I've ever seen in my life. But, like, it still just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get how... Not as I think everyone should just know what Amityville is, to be fair. Yeah, everyone should. I just don't get how people don't. I agree. I didn't think about the whole sequel thing, but it might be. Let's just say it was a sequel. If they include any movies, though, which one do you think they did? Because they kind of talked about, like, oh, this happened and, like... I thought they referenced 05 the most. They said some of the hauntings happened. So, like, you know, in the original story, you have a family that moved in, like, you know, after the murders and, like, all this happened, blah, blah, blah. So I think they're saying the original family at least moved in. But I don't... Did that even happen in the original Amityville? I don't know. I would say if it has to be a sequel to anything, I guess it would be the first. Wasn't James Brolin, like, the original family in Amityville? Yeah. 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 I would say it would have to be the first, but even ignoring, like, sequel, I think the one it homaged the most... It didn't homage many Amityville's most, but the one that it did homage the most was 05. I don't know if you reckon it. They, they, they took a couple things up from 05. One of the things, actually, that I liked, the only thing I liked on this movie was at one point they're describing, the girl's describing what happened at the, to the, Luck, the Lutz family. And the guy goes, wasn't that all just a hoax? And I was like, I'm so happy they finally acknowledged that it was a hoax in an Amityville movie. He literally straight up was like, wasn't that all just a hoax? <laughs> She's like, yeah, it was. <laughs> What else references the 2005 or anything else? I feel like that... 2005 was the only... The only spin in 2005 that they did was the the reason why the possession started, if you remember, was because it was, like, the house was built on Indian burial, burial grounds. They were, like, torturing Indians. I shouldn't say Indians. Native Americans. And the main guy, his name was Ketchum. <laughs> in, in this one... In this one... Do you know where I'm going with this one? This no. one, his name is Satchum. <laughs> like, are, are you, you serious? fucking kidding me? I caught it immediately. They're you like, the only Satchum pers- was murdering. You know what, Kim? This is why you're tied to this forever. You are the only person in the world that would catch that. No, I am not. If you if you remembered or enjoyed 05 at all, you'll catch it immediately. Cause, and I laughed because I was like, maybe that was them, their slight way of doing a mockbuster, as this is supposed to be. Because, like, Ketchum and Satchum... Like, come on. That is so absurd. Come on. I would have never caught that. There's no way in the world I would have caught that. Really? Those are those are the only two things that I... There was really nothing else that homaged other Amityvilles to me. There was no flies. There was no incest. There was... No red eyes. Yeah. This. Those were the only two things. And I was like, oh, that's a heavy on the 05. But the last one was heavy on the 05. Do you, wait, do you think anyone took up a priest role? No, no one took up a priest role at all, no. for sure. Not even but close. But the last one, that's what... I, and I may have said this in the last, last episode. The last episode homaged 05 a lot. So maybe in this new era, to your dismay, they're now like, fuck it, we're not homaging the original as much. Yeah. We're going to homage 2005. Yeah, they're like, we're done with like the original 9 or whatever. We're just on 05 now, and we're all trying to repeat this because that's the only Amityville movie to people in the 2000s. <laughs> 
Yeah. So good luck, Caleb. It's going to be a rough ride. Yeah, that's fucking weird. I don't like that. I hope some of the, like, there's like a little bit of hope in me where I'm like hoping that they'll homage some of these older, dumber Amityvilles, but 99% of me, 99.5% of me knows for a fact that there's no way. Like, these movies have nothing to do with Amityville, so why would they reference other Amityvilles? I would be shocked. Like, maybe one or two, and but also, I would be shocked. no one knows how to say Amityville in this. Like, I could be completely wrong, and I could I could be saying it wrong this whole time. This movie no, definitely makes don't. me question it, but they go like, Amityville. Yeah, no, you're right. This movie brought my stutter back, like, harder than it's ever been. <laughs> I noticed that as well. They don't know how to pronounce Amityville either. It's stu- They all say it differently. Like, it's all. it's like they're trying to argue with each other on set about how to say it right. <laughs> It made me so fucking mad. Maybe they were. They were just like, fuck it. They were like, no, I'm going to get my point across and make the world yeah. know. Like, no, you're going to get like 50 people on Letterboxd to know, you idiot. No one else has watched this. It's like, not even. you don't even have triple digits of viewers on this. You know, this was released. It said, like, a limited theatrical release. That, that threw me when you said that. I was shocked. I found it. Let me find it again because it's on IMDb. It says, like, exactly how it was released. And it was, like, kind of... Where in the world was this theatrically released? I think in in the UK. In Wales? And who the fuck went to see this? I would love to talk to someone who actually went to actually a theater saw and saw this. Okay, it said it, debu- it uh, debuted in uh, UK cinemas just five weeks after the filmmakers completed post-production. It doesn't say how long it was, but... If we somehow got a hold of someone who saw it in theaters, I would love... That would be a unicorn. All these That'd facts are written by the director for sure. It says opened in at number one in the nationwide UK HMV DVD chart. One of two people found this interesting. And he probably made that chart. He definitely made the he's chart. And liar. he was like, I won. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, look what movie opened it. This guy's such a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. I, it, and, Over and you know what's so annoying too? Like, okay, Charles Band can be respected because he has made obviously a bunch of shit fucking movies. But they're like fun shit, and he's always done it, and blah blah blah. And obviously, it seems like this guy's doing the same. But it almost feels like kind of a dick move to be like, "I'm gonna be the next Charles Band." Like you know, like doesn't that sound kind of counterintuitive? Like Charles Band was never trying to be Charles Band; he just happened to be Charles Band. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, <laughs> shitbags trying to imitate shitbags. Yeah, it's, it's like, like BT. It's like BTK when he was like, "I'm gonna be like Ted Bundy and." And they were like, hey, you're a dick. <laughs> like, And it's like all those people you. that are like really trying to like be Lloyd Kaufman or like make trauma movies, but they do it terribly. It's like when you make a good trauma movie, it's good as fuck. But when you make a terrible trauma movie, it's like, what the fuck am I watching? The wannabes, the scrubs. It's just, it's weird. Okay. We have to discuss the, I guess the second open. The, what, the movie? The second opening scene. Yeah, we got to discuss the movie. <laughs> but the second opening scene, the interview, her job interview. Because it's so, oh my God. Do it. Okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. She's applying to the asylum. 
You can you can assume everything very easy. You don't. There's not a single thing that you can assume watching this movie that isn't gonna come true. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Caleb, Caleb, you took. Caleb, in bold here in my notes, I have, I literally have, this is the most predictable movie, like, to the point where, like, you can guess, I, I'm not kidding, we could make this into a, a drinking game where it's like, pause the movie and guess what you think the next line is going to be, I promise you it'll be exactly, almost word yeah. for word what you expect it to be. I, yeah, like, I'm comp, ex- like, there's a few things that the first time they're introduced are so out of the field out that there's pocket. no way you would ever be able to guess it, but, like, just the little plot point things that are moving on and everything else that's going on, you can guess it so easily. Like, literally, if you've never seen this movie and you're listening to this right now, start a drinking game, take a drink every time you guess what the next plot point is. I think you'd have a fun time with your friends. Like, you'd probably laugh your ass yeah. off. You guys would be blacked out also. <laughs> yeah, you definitely <laughs> you're would You're going to drink a lot. <laughs> you would have a puke night for sure. <laughs> Play with at least three friends. Drink responsibly. <laughs> at least like six friends and stay home. Like make sure you guys all got each other's back and there's like a sober person to make sure no one dies of alcohol poisoning because this is yeah. a fuck show. Yeah. So, so she's interviewing. What's her name? Lindy? Lisa. Dude. She's interviewing. Her name Lisa. is Lisa and I forgot it like seven times. That's how bad of a movie this is that I forget a name Lindy. like Lisa. <laughs> right. Lisa's applying for the job as a custodian. At the asylum. And she looks like a wannabe scene girl. Like she has like really shitty eyeliner smeared around her eyes yes. and swoop bangs. But her hair's not teased enough to be a scene girl. That is not the that perfect cool. description. She looks like Brie in seventh grade. But I'm sure Brie looked way cooler. Like her Brie hair was teased tutu. enough. So Brie was fucking awesome. You're proving my point. No, look, not to say that <laughs> I looked any better. I looked terrible too. But I can tell you right now, neither of us looked attractive. <laughs> Okay, not attractive, but I'm sure you guys crushed the emo. No, look. we did she not. Was... No. <laughs> at a point we did, but at that point, no. Well, shame on you guys. Well, I guess she's on the same page as you guys then in seventh grade or how yes. old you guys were. Okay. So she looks like a wannabe scene girl. She's applying for a job as a custodian. Can we just cut through? I don't want to talk about any of the interview. She sneezes on him for sneezes. some reason. <laughs> she cannot like hold her sneeze, sneeze control, into her arm, or do control anything. Control it. She's like, like all the fuck over him. And then she's like, after she like did well in the interview at the end, she just like fucking sneezes. And they show the snot. This is the grossest part. Yeah, so unnecessary. Flying on his hand, flying on his hand. You know what's the worst part? They don't even show the sneeze, but they show the snot. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, and then she's like, I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't, you know, ruin it. And he was like, it's okay. And afterwards, she's at home talking to her sister on the phone, telling her about the interview. And she's like, I sneezed on him at the end and there was snot everywhere. She's like, it's, you know, it's one of those sneezes that just comes out of nowhere. And I was like, it doesn't happen like that. You don't just have a sneeze that comes out of nowhere to the point where you can't control the snot that's flying out of your nose and just like... (laughs) Yeah, like, you have sneezes that come faster than others, but it's not like, I can literally turn my head. Like, what was the point of them showing her sneezing at all? I don't know. Or the snot? It it tied into no part of this movie. I don't she know. She got the job. No, yeah, it's just so weird, because she's like, yeah, this <laughs> like, is the worst day in the world, and then, like, the girl, for a second, I was like, maybe this movie's gonna make some sense, because the girl that she's on the phone with, she stops her, and she's like, wait, you you what like how'd that happen and i was like oh yeah. okay so you're on the right end you're just as confused as i am and then yeah she just gets the call from her oh wait no 
before she gets the job, I do need to talk about this part because they start talking about what Lisa's going to do to make rent. And they each individually name off at least four things that take well over a month to accomplish. Like at one point. I don't think I caught this. Dude, at one point, her friend goes, hey, why don't you just publish a book? Because <laughs> you can just. Yeah, that takes so like a week. A week tops to publish a book. <laughs> like, Lisa is talking about how she's going to make rent at, like, the end of this month, with the, which I can assume is maybe well, even in, like, a couple weeks or something. And she's like, yeah, why don't you publish and distribute a book? I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to write a book, print a book, and get enough money for her rent in the next couple weeks. Yeah, thanks, you fucking well, piece of shit. And 90% of book publishments aren't lucrative. Like, no. unless you're making it to the New York unless Times, you were you're like, probably going to make no Kim, money. That's what I'm saying. Like, aside from all of the technical stuff, you also have to be, like, somewhat notable like, to get like, to, like, why don't you drive who, who's going to buy your book? Why don't you, yeah, why don't you suck some dick? Like, publish a book. Do anything before <laughs> that, your option is publishing a fucking book. That would be last on my list. I would even recommend killing someone before that. Be a hitman. Rob a fucking like, bank before you book. publish a book. Yeah, Ro- honestly, robbing robbing a bank, pulling off a heist would so probably much be more, more plausible. No, no, Kim, it's not then- even probably. <laughs> it is so much more doable than publishing a publishing book and getting book. money from it to make your rent. <laughs> I remember, I'm not kidding, when we were in fourth grade, I have to tell you this because it's so relevant, for whatever reason, they had this author come into our class and for two hours, he explained to us how hard it was to publish a book. Yeah, that's completely valid. And I and I knew then, I knew then how fucking hard that shit was at the age of like 10. Have you ever met someone who's like just an author, but they're not a big author? Like, I can look at them and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, Lisa, you're not going to fucking make your rent next month, bitch. Like They they would even be like, you should go hand out some sexual favors because you're not going to make any money. It is just so... You're not going to make any money. I'm it's so happy we addressed that anyways. You know what's funny? Yeah. I just got a notification yeah. from Instagram, and the only reason I have my phone up, by the way, is because I saw my... that. Oh, did you get it, too? Did you get tagged in this? I did. I have I to did. read this. I don't know if I'll keep this in the episode, Please but I guess do. we'll see. In more hot Amityville content, I watched The Evil Escapes and, <laughs> unfortunately, The Amityville Curse to catch up with Caleb and Kim for Horror Soup. Here's a Patty Duke appreciation <sighs> post. <laughs> I love that. This is the listener from Australia, right? Uh, maybe. I'm not, I'm not looking at it right now. That's I'm just awesome. reading. As for Curse, still hate myself for having watched it, but... <laughs> Time to re. <laughs> Curse is bad. Oh my god! Uh, this is, is go outside and sit in your boat from Instagram. <laughs> I'm glad you're following along the Amityville venture, and that happened to pop up. Wow, we're talking about <laughs> Amityville. Wow, that's very relevant because we did discuss how bad Curse was. So <laughs> you guys are hearing it. Hopefully, you keep this on the episode because. They're hearing it live how much someone's... Yeah, but I have to because that's a conversation because we were talking about how someone else was so right about 3D being the worst and we were just like both having a fever dream. Like, no, curse is the worst. Anyway. The best part too is somebody all the way in Australia right now is like, yeah, Amityville curse sucks. <laughs> okay. So bad. Anyway, so now Anywho. five minutes later she gets that call and he's like, yeah, you got the job. And she's so taken aback by it that like... She's like, what? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, dude, just accept yeah. it and move the fuck on. Like, weren't you, weren't you about to publish a book? Miss J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. She she is very excited. 
Um, also, I've never seen somebody so eager to be a janitor. Not to knock on janitors, but it's like, yeah, I don't think it's that hard to get a janitorial job. She's acting like she, there's like no other. Look, to be fair, if I got like a janitor job like in a school district, that's one thing because they pay you bank. They pay you a lot of money. See, I was going to say, why didn't you just apply at a school? But that's neither here nor there. I don't know. Maybe that's why. You know what's weird? I'm positive that they definitely pay you more for being a janitor at a school than they do in an asylum. Like 100%. Well, she should have gone with that because she probably should have. She gets fucked. Okay, let's go into this <laughs> Russian guy. I read somewhere that he's supposed to be Polish. Now, I don't know if that's completely true because I didn't get Polish vibes from this guy at all. I like I'm not even going to say that he he did good Russian vibes. Yeah, I I don't I can't I can't differentiate the <laughs> difference between a Russian and a Polish accent. Oh, Russians and Polishes are pissed right now. Yeah, they probably are. I I don't I'm not going to try to guess cuz I can't di I know that I can't differentiate it. I don't even know the plural of Polish and Russian, so. Uh-uh. No, no. We're in the wrong territory here. <laughs> but he sounded like he's from that region. That's where we were getting. For sure. What's, what region is that even called? Ukrainian region? The Russian Polishian? Yeah. yeah. All up in there. Anyway, yeah. let's just get into this guy. He has a spider hand tattoo. And, okay, when we were first introduced to him, he drops a light when Lisa shows up to the asylum and... What was that noise that he made? It was like a gublaw. <laughs> if you guys are Polish or Russian and that means something, seriously let us know. What does gublaw mean? I don't know. Yeah. But he doesn't even like yell it. He's just like gublaw. No, he like does it under his breath. <laughs> like he drops a light and then it's like it's like an angry action. He's like gublaw. And I was like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? Like I, I if anyone was on the horse soup story today, like when I'm recording this, I record it and I posted it because I was like, this is not a human reaction to anything that's ever happened in the world. I did love that. I did love that. <laughs> when okay, Kim, um, am I wrong? Like when that happened? No, I thought this might have been the funniest movie in the world. The, oh, there's some opening like lines that happen in the in the beginning, and you're like, this is gonna be hilarious. The, the first 30 minutes, I was like, okay, this isn't going to be a great movie, but it might be like a two and a half, Hilarious. three star comedy movie. Totally. I thought so too. And then it takes a dive. If they kept the same traction that they had in the very beginning, this might have been a really funny Amityville. You're right, because I was this close to texting you be like, Caleb, turn this shit on now because you're going to love it. And then yeah. I, like five minutes later, I was like, oh, no. No, it goes <laughs> so downhill so fast. I will say, though, okay, out of like, if this is a three-act movie, which I would definitely say it is, um, yeah. if that, I would almost say it's a one-act movie, but I guess it's kind of a three-act movie. Um, the first act is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Like, it's pretty funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and it's the only reason my rating is what it is at the end. Not to say my rating's good, but it's the Fair. only reason it is what it is. Fair. I, I can level with that. Okay. Anyway, I want to go right into why this guy is so particular about the absolute strength of his vacuum. Like, he... He is going off and he's like, the most obvious task you have is vacuum. It's very quiet. It has a telescopic suction tube and a six-stage filter system. So, a lot more powerful than you may be used to. Like, he's talking like like they have to handle, like, military-grade vacuums. He takes his job very seriously. Um, very, very seriously as he's trying to train her. Kim, can I give you a task? 
Yeah. Can you just vent about your feelings about this guy? Like something that I'm not going to need for the rest of this conversation for the next two minutes while I go pee. Just give the audience all of your feelings about it. Just something that is not going to have to be referenced later. So we don't have to repeat it. Again. Done. Done. Okay, have fun. I actually end up liking this guy because he's pretty nice and he's really taking his job seriously and he's trying to do his thing when it comes to training Lindy. No, Lisa, that's her name. But to Caleb's point, he takes his job very, very seriously. He's very meticulous about cleaning the lower ranks. But you end up finding out very shortly that he is not even remotely the worst of the bunch. There are more to come within this asylum. There's like two other workers and they're a fucking nightmare. We will get into that in a few minutes, but I don't want to ruin it. But this guy, I don't even know his name. What is his name? Let me look this up. Delaney. His name, oh yeah, his name is Delaney. So yeah, this maintenance guy, his name is Delaney. In the plot, it literally says Lisa's given a tour of the hospital by the maintenance man, Delaney, and told that she will be responsible for cleaning Ward X a wing which houses criminally insane murderers like the sexual sadist Jerry Kimball, the cannibalistic vigilante Dennis Palmer, and the oculist Sadie Krenwinkel, and Patient X, who is implied to be DeFeo. Also just now realized Patient X was DeFeo. Um, we're going to talk about this, but I'm actually pretty shocked to hear that these people were that criminally insane and there was like no security. There's literally like three, three, four people that are staffed in this place outside of the asylum head warden and none of them are armed or anything like that. So it's actually very odd that all these people are in there. I also did not know that that was DeFeo. What are you eating, man? Uh, hash brown. I was going to say, if that's a hash brown, that looks really good. <laughs> it's a hash brown. <laughs> Any ketchup, or are you just winging it? I don't. I don't like ketchup, really. You don't? I know you're like the queen of ketchup, but like I don't really like ketchup that much. So I'm the queen of like selling ketchup, but like I like ketchup, but I also really have a bone to pick with the way people use ketchup. But that's for another discussion. No, I guess fine. I'll put it on like a burger or something, but like light ketchup. Like I don't really like. I don't dip things in ketchup. See, okay, okay. I dip. I'm not somebody that like dumps it everywhere. That freaks me out. But I respect that. You don't need ketchup on the hash brown. To me, it's just a nice little flair. I'd actually rather put ranch on it. Ranch? All right. Not like... Let's chill out. Not like salad ranch, but, you know, like like wing ranch, you know, like some good ranch. Yeah, but that's... not on there. Hash brown. Yeah, it's a potato. Yeah, that's but it's like, not the it's, same. It's like putting, like, ranch on french fries. I know, but it's not the same. It's Let's pretty similar, though. It's pretty damn similar. They're, they're salty. They're... Pizza dipped in ranch? Fire. I'm actually not a fan of that. Jesus Christ. All right. We need to get back to the episode because you're going to piss me off. Okay, that's fair. We were on good terms. We were doing good this episode. Now you just really piss me off. So he continues to show her around, and it's all, like, basic nursing stuff until the janitor dude goes, well, this is the hardest part of the job behind this wall. (laughs) It's insane, dude. And then he takes her inside, and he goes, hey, this is Dennis Palmer, the Long Island cannibal. Abused as a child, so his targets were pedophiles and rapists. <laughs> Why was his pronunciation like that? I was—I don't know, but I was just thinking. I was just reading this and the plot, and I also didn't realize Patient X was DeFeo. I didn't realize that. Did you know that? 
Um, I know that like all of the people in the cells were based off of like serial killers and then DeFeo. Like there was like Charles Manson and then like I think one might have been based off of Dahmer or maybe just someone else or some other dumbass. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't I didn't know DeFeo was in there. I'm an idiot. Okay, but Kim, can I can I say one thing? Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Right. No one cares. Like, why does that matter? What? Why does that? Why is that even relevant to this plot? Because what do those cage people even matter anyway? Why are they even in the basement of this asylum? Why is everyone okay with this? Well, why is there? I was saying, why is there no security? There's literally four staff members. None of them are armed. No, they don't even have radios. Did you notice that? Okay, but I guess to be fair, in the end, like that one guy is like kind of just, he wants all of it to happen. I guess. Like the, sh- the I know, of this thing. I know, I know. The yeah, the warden guy, but still, like, you think for safety they'd have some sort of? They don't even have radios to communicate with them, communicate with each other. So if something happens, they have to like go upstairs and find the other person, and then come back down. And the person's gone. Look, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. Yeah, that that shocked me. Well, he starts showing all these people in the fucking cages, and he shows another chick, and he's like, "Yeah, she killed six people for a demonic ritual," and I think. Is she supposed to be DeFeo mixed with Charles Manson? No, she is not. Because I feel like a few times in this, they're saying that, like, the DeFeo killings were, like, a demonic ritual to summon someone and give you immortality, right? Isn't that the fucking story of this? Yeah. Okay, how stupid is that? (laughs) The story, no, Caleb, the story is that we have an acclaimed blogger that lives in the... (laughs) So... The asylum. Okay. That Caleb, I was in tears crying, but we won't we won't get to that. Fuck, dude. Okay, well whatever. This chick is like an exorcism looking black haired girl with a full pentagram carved into her forehead. Legit. You know what pisses me off too about asylum movies? Pistis. <laughs> yeah. What pisses me off about asylum movies? It's like if you've actually been to like an outpatient facility or like a quote unquote asylum. They are not like this. People are not chained in all black with like, like I get if you're, if you're like doing like an old school 1800s asylum movie, but like, can we get away from like contemporary movies where asylums are actually like that? I'm like, people are not like, that is not how it works. That is so not how it works. It is an Amityville asylum. (laughs) Times have changed, Kim. Tell me this woman did not. Tell me this one. She was literally chained to like a brick wall in pitch. There was, Caleb. Was there one light bulb in that in that in that ward? Look, dude. That's what I was saying a minute ago. I like when I said I don't know why any of these people are caged in this asylum. That's what I'm fucking saying. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. That would never happen. In, in There's like darkness. They're like harboring serial killers in this, but like they're not right. in jail. They're still like active killers, and they're keeping them in like prison cells under the asylum. Like I said, it doesn't make sense, but In I think I think Mixter is just like somehow making it all okay. I think that's the only explanation. Oh, I just had to let that off my chest. I mean, it's not great, but okay, whatever. This Russian Polish guy, this bitch says a lot of straight up irresponsible stuff, and then Lisa casually walks into like a hallway with a little girl just standing in the middle, and she does nothing scary at all. Like Chilling. Lisa looks at her and she goes, "Hey, you should go to bed, probably." And the girl's like, all right. Oh, yeah. She's like, okay. <laughs> she just leaves. And then it cuts to the next scene. Leaves. <laughs> and next were, scene. And were you confused as I was when, like, Lisa started complimenting the janitor's tattoos? And he was like, 
oh, I forgot I have these sometimes. Uh, as if he doesn't have a giant fucking spider on his hand that he's constantly staring at. Like, there's so many scenes where I look at him and he's just staring at his hand. He has no idea. And then right after that, she's like, what does that one on your hand mean? And the janitor's like, it represents a lot of wrong things I've done in my past. And then Lisa's like, oh, yeah, what are those things? And he goes, like, none of your fucking business, that's what. <laughs> she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Like, he was so hostile, and then she says sorry, and he just turns into the softest person. He's like, that's fine, dude. Like, none of your fucking business. Like, how about you shut the fuck up, Lisa? Is that that line that you told me you were, like, waiting for, or is it when Vin Diesel pops in next? No, 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 um, not Vin Diesel. Okay, there's so many funny lines that happen around the 30-minute mark. I was there's a lot of funny ones, yeah. You texted me, and you were like, I can't wait for you to see this part of the 30-minute mark. And then there were, like, nine different things that happened. I was like, dude, which one? That's like, true, but it's the obvious. It's it's the obvious, which we're about to get to. We're close to it. Okay, well, I'm sure I'll hit on it, because I was like, this this is actually the part in the movie. Like, the first 30 minutes is when I have the most notes, because I was losing Okay, but shit. when we get to it, I have to quote it, because I, I will. I, I think this line will be ingrained in my memory. Okay, just cut me off. Okay. That's fine. All right, will do. So, the movie's already pretty stupid, but of course, Lisa's like, I saw the little girl, and then Janitor goes, there are no children here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which once again the most predictable line you can guess he's gonna say that. yes can guess he's gonna be like there's actually no children you can see island. it on his face while she is <laughs> uttering her line like he's like he's, he's, he's trying like, to hold it back <laughs> he's like trying not to mouth it and then he's, he's pretty much pulling down his shirt and it's literally saying there are no children in this <laughs> And then the janitor's like confused about the little girl statement and he goes and he just finds Ben Diesel and he's like, hey, can you go search for the little girl? And then Ben Diesel walks up to Lisa with the deepest voice in the world. Like, if you try to tell me this isn't Ben Diesel, fuck you, because this is Ben Diesel mixed with Red Foreman. And then he goes, absolutely. (laughs) And then he goes, so accurate. I had my boys search the whole fucking platoon for that little fucking there was nothing next time be real goddamn sure there's a little girl out there 100% he gets so mad as if his whole platoon Caleb how big is his whole platoon how big is this man's face whole platoon there's literally like one other person that worked there there's like three people that work there max including him <laughs> so within 24 hours of her first shift she's already citing a non-existent person that's gonna be slightly relevant in a few minutes oh wait kim i think i know what the line was i was it vin diesel's line no he, i do have a good line from him but no it's not it, that's not the main because he does say what everyone is thinking Yes, a million percent. A million percent. (laughs) Okay, well, let's move on. We'll get to what the things we're both thinking about soon. Okay. Yeah. So like we said earlier, Lena, or Lisa, whatever, she goes to uh, empty out the rubbish can. And also, wait, 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 wait. Here we go. This is it. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Before we even get to that. This is an Amer- This takes place in America. This is supposed to be an American movie. All these people are really rubbish. trying to be American, but there's also people that are really like. Obviously, this guy's trying to be really Russian, and I don't know why. 
and a couple people like she's really trying not to be British, even though she actually is British, because it's like a British production, mm-hmm. but they're all supposed to be American. All the accents are like switching. Yeah, they're all switching. If this is supposed to be an American movie, why are they using rubbish? Are they so stupid that they were like, oh, rubbish is a very American term. Like, I don't care if you're using rubbish in a movie, but if you're trying to like, you're trying so hard to make everyone American. Why would you use that? That's a very British word. It is. And I didn't catch that until just now, but they definitely call it rubbish. But this is the scene. I wrote it down and I didn't catch it. Wow. Okay. So this is the scene. This is the scene. She goes to empty out the rubbish can in the in the mass the, Confidential. I the master the warden's um he's yes. the master and um as as he's the he's the master of the place and as she goes in she sees a file on his desk casually a Manila folder that says confidential in red and it says patient X and as she's about to look through this behind her comes oh oh my my old Domino's <laughs> manager pulls up. Oh. <laughs> Now I get why you hated Domino's. Okay. <laughs> Some. Okay, hold on, hold this- on. Let, before we move on, because I don't want anyone to think my old Domino's manager was all of the personality traits of this guy. He just looked like him. I will. Let me be. Let me be fair. I wouldn't have wrote down that this was my old Domino's manager if I saw his personality immediately. But I just saw the physical look of him, and I was like, <laughs> okay, "Oh, my good. old Domino's manager," because he's really scruffy and just kind of like you know. Okay, moving on, because he doesn't represent... I, my old Domino's manager wasn't that bad. I was say, glad that your manager was nothing like this guy. He's that not would be like really this guy at all. Okay. <laughs> Long, greasy hair, scruff on his face, and he goes, hey! He's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, uh... And he snatches the manila folder out of her hand, and he's like, what are you looking at? You're not supposed to be looking at this. He's like, I'm going to tell the warden, or what's his name? Mr. Mixter, Mixter with an X. He's like, I'm going to tell Mixter. He goes, I have to report you. She's like, no, please. I really need this job. <laughs> and then he goes, again, the most predictable. Hey, stepsister. <laughs> it turns it turns into, this literally turns into a bad porno. He goes, well, maybe we can make a little arrangement. <laughs> and then, guys, start as before I say it, start thinking about what you think the next line he's going to say will be. Then he says... <laughs> I bet that pretty little mouth of yours is better, is good at something else besides lying. And then she goes, you're disgusting. And then he goes, oh, come on. It's a (laughs) win-win. I'd love it. You'd love it. (laughs) It's not a win-win. It's not a win-win. It's called sexual assault, and she will not love it. It's rape. I promise you, bro. She will not love it. Dude, he basically said, he pulled up and he said, I'm going to snitch unless you suck my dick. My dick. And she's like, no. But Kim, 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 Kim. And then he says, who do you think Mixter is going to believe? A cleaner or a fucking medical professional? Medical professional. And he pops his collar. He pops his collar. And then right around the time, Delaney, the Russian man, runs and he's like, okay, take it easy. And he's like, oh, come on. He said, I'd love it. You'd love it. Like, bro, no, she would not love it. That sent me. I was like, are you joking? And I could guess every line he was about to say. This is what I'm saying. Like, the first 30 minutes, I thought this might have been one of the funniest things ever. Absolutely. At this point, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be hilarious. I was like, if this guy's going to be in it, 
done. When he said, I'm a fucking medical professional, <laughs> I was like, oh, dude. Pops is ten, 10 star movie. <laughs> certified MD. Certified MD. Dude, like, this is a certified hood classic. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. This scene, I was, I agree. I was like, oh, this was when I texted you. That This is the moment I texted you, and I was like, I can't wait. See, I was confused because it went, like, I was so overstimulated. There was that dude going, like, gobble-ghoul, and then, like, Vin Diesel <laughs> hopping on the screen, and then, like, this guy. Like, there was so much happening. I was like, I don't know. I was so overstimulated that I didn't know, like, which thing was the thing, but it very much makes sense. This was the scene where I was like, oh, this movie's going to be at least fucking hilarious. It's going to be terrible, but at least I'm going to cry my ass off. Again, it takes a dive, but I had to quote that scene because I was like, this can't be real. Like, it sounds like a sixth grader wrote it. Wait, what's his name? Delaney, right? <laughs> Delaney, yeah. I wouldn't have known that was his name. I never heard that once in the movie, but I guess his name's Delaney. Never. Delaney hops never. in and he goes, hey, leave her alone. And then he tells Lisa, yeah, he's kind of just like that. And he's like, you want to go get some coffee? And I'm like, bro, if I was in any, like, I don't care that you're the guy that's been nice to me. I've known you for one day. One dude at this asylum just tried to sexually assault me. I'm not getting any fucking coffee with you. Any man that gets near right. me can fuck off. I mean, this should be, that. it almost seems like this is one of those training videos for sexual assault that you have to watch where yes. it's like really bad acting. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, click on the scenario. What would you do? Would you get coffee with Delaney or would you go report to your boss? Hell no, dude. No wow. one is getting coffee with Delaney. Okay, so now we cut, mm -hmm. and then the no-talking woman shows up. She's kind of just introduced for a second. We didn't introduce her, because mm -hmm. who cares? She mm -hmm. doesn't even have a role. She's here for five seconds. Right now is her only role. Miss Hardesty or whatever? How do you even remember that? That is her name. She shows up, and mm -hmm. she goes, uh, hey, Miss, what's her name? <laughs> Hardesty. She's, like, standing in this, like, asylum lady, standing in the middle of the hallway, just staring at her. <laughs> And she's gray. She's gray. She's clearly not alive. <laughs> she looks terrible. And then Lisa's like, I'm going to go get an orderly. And then as she's walking away, an alien transmission is what we hear. Uh-huh. And you know, the thing is, like, you know she's going to come back and the bitch is going to be gone. It's not like Miss Hardesty's still going to be standing there. Like, I waited for you like you told me to. And like I said, like, this is filled with cliches. And, like, this is all two seconds after the last cliche. And you're like, there's no way. Like, I had to doubt it. And I was like, no, they're not going to do this. Like, they're not going to do the the ladies already dead after you saw her thing after they just said, so, oh, there's Caleb, a little girl Caleb. here. I was like, you're not going to do that. <laughs> they did it. So what Caleb they is saying did it. <laughs> is she goes and reports it. She goes and reports Miss Hardesty to her sexual assault man. To Vin Diesel. And oh, Vin Diesel. Oh, to Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel and the, and and the, and the, the rapey The two guy. worst people. Yeah. <laughs> the two people that hate her. Yeah, they're like, oh, you saw Miss Hardesty, huh? She's like, yeah, I just spoke to her. And actually, Vin Diesel's kind of like on her side right now. Like, he's being kind of nice to her. And like, he's like, hey, well, fuck you, uh, little greasy idiot. <laughs> yeah, he's like... He's like, well, Miss Hardesty died two days ago. Wait, but before, wait, Kim, but you have to do the line <laughs> that he did to fucking, uh, we also have, oh, also the alien transmission that Miss Hardesty or whatever said was, you're all gonna die tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, Vin Diesel, he doesn't like the other greasy guy and he goes, huh, I'm a professional, not like this bozo. And then he goes, see you later, sweetie. And he winks at him. <laughs> Okay, I missed that. You missed that? It was great. It was great. I totally missed that. It was so good. It was like, it it came out of Fast and Furious 9. I haven't seen Fast and Furious 9, but that is hilarious, and I missed it. I'm pissed. It's crazy. So, yeah, then, yeah, you can take it from that pretty much. Most predictable thing ever. Stereotypical happens. 
That's that's how we put it, right? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know how you could have seen her because she died two days ago. And then they go. And then Vin <laughs> oh, Diesel wait. goes. Oh wait. Yes, yes. Please say it. Please say <laughs> Lay it. Lay off the crack pipe. <laughs> he, no, he goes. Lay off the crack pipe, lady. <laughs> that's the thing I said earlier that I was like, we were all thinking it. Oh, totally. But the thing that throws me is again, guys. This is all within. At most 48 hours of her working there. And she's already reported two people that Kim, aren't alive. Three hours of her working there. I'd say two hours max. I was going to say, no one has said anything. They're all just like, hey, keep working and lay off the crack pipe. Like, no, she's seeing dead people. What do you mean? <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, picture being at work. And one of your coworkers comes up to you and they're like, hey, like I just saw so-and-so and you know that person died. And you're like, what? Maybe they just are going through something and then... Three hours later, they come up to you and tell you they saw somebody else who you know died. Are you just going to keep working until they go back to work? Are you going to be like, something is fucking wrong with this person? Kim, before, I mean, you didn't even have to give me that whole monologue. When you were like three seconds into that, I already quit my job. Like, I already more than quit my job like three seconds into what you were saying right now. Can we make that a poll on Instagram? How many dead people would it take for you to quit your job? You have different options, like one, like all one, right, like three, five, is it seven, or three, is it just like does not fucking matter? Yeah, does not matter. <laughs> and then she sees the little girl again right now. She's her, she's her again. And also, like, okay, this is all of 35 minutes into the movie, and like, for a movie with 35 cliches in 35 minutes of the movie they somehow spend an entire minute on each individual cliche so much time and why is the girl dressed like santa claus she's in bright red why is she dressed like santa claus she's in bright red she has like a little collar no idea was she on a tricycle at one point or am i just embellishing no no it wasn't the shining for a second i was like all right grady single but i think i think was she holding like a sack like a, a, like a gift no like a gift sack like a Santa gift <laughs> she might have been because wasn't wasn't the murders around weren't they around the holidays or am i now embellishing again dude i don't know it's a fucking we're having stockholm now syndrome. i'm embellishing we are it's stockholm we syndrome. are we are we're just convincing ourselves that these things happen we're like santa claus was in the defail murders right he was down the <laughs> chimney when he shot everybody <laughs> santa claus was the guy who killed everyone right he was the he was the pig yes yes it was that ronald defail ran away in a in a santa suit <laughs> <laughs> okay so she does look like santa claus so we go back to the the cannibal guy whatever he's in the cell and this again cry laughing maybe this is a cry the quote <laughs> maybe i'm gonna put this up a half star because this is the most insane three minute scene that i've ever experienced probably it's pretty wild the things he's saying look i'm gonna leave out a, a fair amount of this and it's still gonna blow your yeah. fucking mind so he's like standing on the wall and he's like i'm gonna break through that fucking wall and he goes <laughs> I'm touching myself right now, you fucking fag. <laughs> and then the guy's like, Le the guy in the other room that he just called that uh, slur to. It Delaney, right? It's Delaney, right? No. I don't know. Oh, I it's, thought he was no. yelling at Delaney. There's like two serial killers that look like the same person. Like they're both like, like one of them oh, is like, right, one right. of them is like Hannibal Lecter, Jeffrey Dahmer. And the other one's like, just like, you're right. like nerdy Jeffrey Dahmer. You're right. 
They're like the same person. Okay, and then, yeah, so he, he says that, like, gay slur to that guy, and then the guy in the other room goes, leave my psyche alone. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, we're not laughing at the gay slur. We're definitely laughing at the fact he's like, I'm touching myself. And then he says, leave my psyche alone. And you're like, what is going... It got sexual. I was like, oh, they're about to fuck. And he says, my cock will break through this wall. Wait, and then it keeps going because he hears Lisa outside and he goes, get over here, lady. I can smell your pussy. <laughs> it, it was giving me vibes of like the guy from... Uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs, like the the crazy dude next to Hannibal Lecter, That's who like what I'm throws saying, his jizz on dude, like... Clarice, but even worse, he made that guy look like an angel. <laughs> like the shit he's saying, it's like what, what? <laughs> My cock's gonna break through this wall. I did kind of like that. I was like, I kind of want someone to tell me that. My cock's gonna break through this wall. I hope my future husband calls me one day when I'm at work. And it's just like my cock's gonna break through Kim, this wall. I'm gonna tell you right now. Every time, every time you get into like a really good Amityville theory, I feel like my cock is gonna break through the wall. <laughs> you already have someone doing it for you, baby. I love that. I'm so. I love that for me. I love that for me. I wrote that down. My cock will break through this wall. I was like, that's good. I was like, that's pretty good. That's one of the things that I left out, and I feel. I still feel like I wrote so many offensive things down. He said so much offensive shit. Like that scene was just him trying to be as offensive as possible. It was like me at like a certain totally. point in the podcast where I was like, I got to be edgy. <laughs> I I think the only thing he didn't throw out was like a racial slur. One hundred percent. Like the only thing he didn't do is just say something incredibly fucking racist. That would have totally. like topped it off, I guess, in whatever way totally. you think of topping it off. Uh, maybe yeah. with his dick. I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, the cannibal guy. He really threw us here. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. But anyway, not some not not too much time passes before female exorcism Charlie Manson starts saying. I've been talking to your mother, to Lisa. And then she speaks in, like, specifics about, like, how long Lisa took care of her mother yeah. before she, like, died of cancer and how she, like, I don't know, doesn't leave. Yeah. She's just like, why aren't you leaving the asylum? Like, I don't even know what she's saying. She's just babbling about a bunch of bullshit. And, and Lisa's, like, freaking out. She's freaking out. She's and like, honestly, like, why doesn't, why doesn't Lisa just quit? Shouldn't That's, you have quit way before this? I like, mean, I know we kind of talked about that already, but again, quit. Again, I agree. It's not like she accepted, like, a job at Google. Like, yeah. you can go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> Dude, she's making—this is what, like, 2013? She's making, like, like $7 an hour max. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, like it's, it's not that hard. Like, she can go somewhere else. Dude, go work at 7-Eleven. I'm sure they'd pay you just right. as much, and it'd be a lot easier. Totally. Totally. You might still see some sketchy shit, but you don't have to deal with that. Like, I mean, she's already getting told to lay off the crack pipe here. She's just going to flip the, like, flip the role. She's going to be telling people to lay off the crack pipe. Like, it's going to be better than what's going on here. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so crazy. <laughs> and you know what's kind of, well, you know, I'm not even going to, let's just move on. So we head back to the fucking cannibal dude, and he's, like, slicing his own arm inside of the cell to, like, lure the sexual assaulty guy in 
And then he gets mm-hmm. in there and he's just like, put your fucking hands behind your back. I'm going to get in here. He told yeah, me to get Like got. he's a cop. He's like, put your fucking hands. He's not armed. Dude, you know well, what he says a little too? baton. He says, if you don't fucking throw that weapon away, put your hands behind your back. I'm going to blow your head all over the place. And I'm like, did you just say you're yes. a professional doctor? Wait, you don't have a doctor. Gun? <laughs> well, that's mm. it through me. It's also so dark down in this, these cages. Like you truly, the cinematography, this work goes to shit. Cause it's so dark. You can barely fucking see. So I was like, when he said that, I was like, Oh, they called the cops, the SWAT teams here. Cause he sounds like a fucking cop. Put your fucking hands. I'm gonna blow your fucking head off. And then you're like, Oh, he only has a small little baton and he's not going to blow this guy. He doesn't even have handcuffs like, or, or, um, zip ties. Like, I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I do have a question. You said this was really dark. I saw everything that was going on in that scene. I actually did not have any lighting issues watching this. Oh my god, I literally could barely when they were down there pretty much in all those scenes I could barely see anything. Like TV. Your, but like device. My TV. Your TV? Yeah. Huh. I literally felt like I maybe it was just like the lighting during the day and like my window. I literally felt like I could not see anything. I don't know. I was watching blind. I was watching it on my laptop like out in my garage like at the brightest part of the day and I felt like I saw everything fine. You know what I was having oh an issue gosh. with, though? I couldn't hear shit. Yeah, I could I could hear. I had to put on headphones to finish this movie because I could barely hear anything. Oh, I could hear. I could barely see. Only when they were down there, like in the Ward X. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, he curb stomps the sexual assaulty guy, and they use... Mm-hmm. They're gonna. I'm not gonna mention this any more times in this episode, but anytime someone is getting murdered in this, there's a soundboard that goes like... Whoosh, 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 squish, mm-hmm. squish, squish, squish. <laughs> it's actually just Caleb in the back going squish squish squish. Like, am I wrong? Is that not what it is? No, we didn't. We oh, we missed the piano. Yeah, the score and the the sound effects in this movie. We didn't are terrible, miss it, guys. Kim. It's throughout the whole fucking movie, and they're gonna do some more. I know. It gets but... more and more absurd the longer the movie goes on. I started writing it down more and more because it was getting worse and worse. It gets worse. It's li- <laughs> okay. So the score in this movie, they do this thing where like. When something not climatic is happening, even kind of like in you know, like you know, in Halloween when like something climatic is happening, it's like Da-da-da. they do that, but it's when something not climatic is happening and it's like a shitty keyboard. No, you know what it is? It's the sound that uh, is made in the Legend of Zelda when you open a chest. Well, I don't know about Legend of Zelda. I am not fucking kidding. I swear to God, that was like the same sound or like a rip off of that sound. I was like. Da-da-da. Or something like that. Yeah, but it's, like, like, it's literally like... Yeah, and then you're like, wait, was that yeah. somebody just playing the keyboard? <laughs> and it's like... Kim, I really feel like they might have ripped that off from a Legend of Zelda game. Like, legitimately. They might have. They might have. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So his body gets discovered by Vin Diesel, who calls for assistance, mm-hmm. and within two seconds, they find the serial killer guy just, like, eating the brains of his cellmate. Eating your brains. And then Vin Diesel- Yeah, he's like, yum. Vin Diesel murdered him, right? <laughs> Straight up. He has a baton, like a police-grade baton, and he murders him. Straight up. That's why I said the only, the only sort of, like, thing that they have strapped on them is these that he has a baton, I should say. Not even the rest of them. And I was really confused, too, because I was like, can these employees just 
murder patients? Like, I know this guy was eating someone's brain, but I was like, I think there's, like, legal repercussions to just murdering a patient, right? I think. It's also legal repercussions to having them tied up in the darkness. I'm saying, so, but I don't know, maybe the rules don't apply here. But I was confused. I was like, okay, I guess, can he just do that? Did you see them get fed one meal? No. No. Oh, I thought that was like, okay, that was, uh, <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, no, no. I did see him, like, laying on the ground, like, puking, like, blood and rabies, but it kind of just made him look like he was the Joker. Mm -hmm. Like, it looked like he had the, the smile, you know what I mean? The smile, yeah. But yeah, I guess he definitely killed him because right after he goes up to Lisa and he's like, hey, keep it hush-hush, he fucking deserved it. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. he goes, he got what he fucking deserved. Okay, so this is crazy that we've been talking for like an hour and a half or we're 50 minutes into the movie now. And they give the same explanation that they do in any other movie that isn't related to Amityville. Lisa's friend goes, Hey, the asylum was built on 112 Ocean Avenue. Ocean Avenue. And she's like, what is that? And the way she said it, too, I almost felt like she was trying to start a song. I was like, are you trying to, like, say, like, go down to Electric Avenue? No, no. She was like, there's a place off Ocean Avenue. And then, and then she was like, oh, yeah, this is Amityville 2 Electric Boogaloo. I am. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Caleb. I just realized how much of a missed opportunity it's been. And granted, we still have, what, 25 Amityvilles to watch, so it could happen up the pipeline. But if it doesn't, we have to direct our own Amityville. And the outro song has to be Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. <laughs> Why has that not been done yet? I think the intro <laughs> needs to be Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card and the, the outro. <laughs> <laughs> like, the happiest, the happiest song ever. If I could find you now. <laughs> but something, but we need to call it Amityville 2 Electric Boogaloo. Down. So down. So down. <laughs> and it'll be a remake of Amityville 2 The Possession. Love it. Love that. I'm pissed. I'm pissed it hasn't been done yet. I just realized that. That is a missed opportunity. It might happen. It might. I was going to say, we have a lot and it's in the late 2000s, so we do have some opportunities. It very much could happen. She informs Lindsay that the asylum, of course, is built on top of 112 Ocean Avenue, a.k.a. Amityville headquarters. Yeah, that's basically what you want to call it. I don't know what else to call it. It is. Amityville headquarters. Amityville that's what chamber. It is. Whatever. Yeah. So mm -hmm. in a movie filled with overacting, Lisa's friend is overacting. Like, her mm. face is doing more than Hillary Barrafords in the ice cream truck. But I can guarantee that there is zero <gasps> bit of self-aware in this chick's palate. No. And somehow, she's I guess she's the priest. She knows everything. She's not the priest. She's like, oh my God, but she, she is, is kind the of the priest. Oh my God, she Kim, knows everything. There is a priest in this. She's the priest. There's a priest. She's the least bit of priest, even less than the Australian guy from um, Amityville Haunting. Somehow she's less <laughs> of a priest than I he was. I just had a flashback. I had a flashback to him dying. <laughs> the fucking, the power cord. <laughs> but somehow she is less of a priest than he is, but she's still the priest of this movie. Kim's done for the next couple minutes. I'm not ready. I just, I am sorry. I just thought about it. Fuck, now you're giving me flashbacks of that dude, like, beating up the air. Beating up the when ghost kid. Up, it's, it's right as the guy looks up at the power cord. Kim, I feel like I'm this sorry. movie's ending was one in the same with that. 
Oh, absolutely. You know what? I'm just going to say it now. In the end of this movie, our main chick, like, we'll reveal it a little bit later, but in the end of this movie, she gets shot in the face in, like, a split second. Cat. Like, you you can't... That's the one thing in this movie that you cannot see coming. Like, it is not predictable. It just happens out of nowhere. Cat. Like, blood and brain <laughs> splattered on the wall. And like, you're like, in what? her eyes. She doesn't even get a chance to fully turn around and she gets capped. <laughs> she doesn't have time to do anything. You hear a door open and she gets shot within 0.1 seconds. Caleb, which do you think was the most unpredictable death? That or the power cord death? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. But this one threw me off more. Like the other one threw me off like crazy. But this one was so fast that I didn't even have time to react to it. So I think this one. Yeah, you're one, like, I think the I think the chick getting shot in the face. This one was more abrupt. I feel like that death was just more out of pocket. Like, the fact that they had a giant, like, anaconda, like, power cord drop on his head was just wild. But, like, the abruptiveness. The other one had a lot of, like, uh, foreshadowing, too, because Jacob was always like, what's going right. on with that power line? Right. <laughs> this one had no setup at all. She just gets shot in the face out of nowhere. Like, like if the other one had, like, it was, like it, it was basically, like, if the dad actually shot his gun last movie. Like, he just always shows up with the gun out oh, of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. He showed up with the gun, but he's shot this time. I did, I did put that in my notes. Is like, are we now going on this gun trend where now everyone... Because we're missing a scene where there's just people getting capped throughout the place. And you don't see the shooter. Something that I want to talk to you about a lot is that, like, all this, like, past generation before the 2005 remake, there was a lot of trends of just, like, weird objects and, like, you know, weird things happening mm -hmm. and, like, out-of-pocket shit. In this one, what are our trends going to be? So far, it's it's guns... I think it's guns. I think it's a lot going to be a lot of homage unnecessary to 05. I think it's going to be a lot of the 05 unnecessary homage. Um and that's it so far. I guess we'll see. Okay. But those two are definitely good. we're going to see that shit almost every movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. I agree. It's it's kind of it's kind of weird what's happening nowadays. Something's going to pop up and we're going to real we don't realize it's a trend yet. But I feel like we're going to watch like three more and we're going to be like, oh, this is what they're doing. Exactly. Like literally. Oh, dude. I see. <laughs> I oh, don't know what God. it's going to be. I can't even guess, but it's going to happen. I can feel it. Okay. So now that we have like all this information from Lisa's like best friend, Lisa drops the dumbest bomb. She believes that the little girl that she's been seeing that's dressed like Santa Claus is the youngest DeFeo girl. Yeah. And is yeah. she even right? I'm I don't even know if she's right. Um, I think it's pretty much yes, because DeFeo is now what we know Patient X, but they never confirmed it. It was just alluded. Okay. They also went on this narrative about, and I briefly touched on it earlier, it's so unnecessary about how, like, the the grounds were Indian burial, burial grounds and the satchel guys. Satchel. 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 Mr. Satchel bag. Hell no. Was like torturing Native Americans on the ground. And I was like, why is this so necessary? Like, yeah. she could have literally been like, the Amityville house was built here. That's it. <laughs> That's fair. That's it. That's it. They spend five minutes scrolling through a Windows 98 computer with just random, like, internet boards about Amityville bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at one point, Mixter is in the board. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, it he testified for someone. I don't even know who. I think it was the Charles Manson girl. I think so. I think it was. I don't know why you that You find matters. out that Mixter... Oh, and then you find out it was a, 
How do we even find out if they're cold? Dude, who cares? Like, who cares, honestly? Oh, oh no, 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 Caleb, we care, we care, because this we? is this is the most crucial part of the movie. They find a blog. <laughs> Fuck. They find a blog about how, like, this is, like, the asylum is pretty much, like, keeping people to sacrifice themselves. This is so what that, I like, really checked keep... out. Like, I, I yeah. saw, I watched this whole part, <laughs> and I listened to it, but I did not retain any of that information and this is this is where caleb and i were going earlier with like this is where it starts getting like you can't predict it's like it truly is unpredictable i know what they were trying to say basically they were trying to say that amityville was filled with religious native american psychics salemites and they were all at war and that's why the dirt is mad at the asylum right yes and now these people are like keep they continue to sacrifice themselves to keep the the cult alive and mixer is the leader of the cult that's why he testified Here's the best part, All right. though. The writer of the blog is <laughs> Charles Manson, lady. <laughs> and they're like, how does she have internet access? How did you miss this? I did not catch that's that. Are said, you serious? That's why, Caleb, that's why I said the purpose of this movie is the fact that we have an acclaimed blogger that lives in the asylum. I thought you were talking about, like, Mixter or something. I thought Mixter might have nope. wrote some stuff. Nope. Somehow she has internet access. They're like, how does she have internet access down there? So well, this, to be this fair, crazy lady is in her this crazy lady's in her cell down there, just like blogging her ass off. To be fair, I mean, I'm big on prison talk, so I mean, like, people will find their ways to get internet Ooh. access. I put she blogs. I did not catch that. I when yeah, every, she's the blogger. There was two or three different scenes where they're on the computer for like three minutes, and I just tuned them out. I did not want to hear what they were saying. I was so pissed. She's the blogger. When they were talking about, like, oh, because they, at first they started talking about, you know, like, Native American burial brown, burial grounds. They specific, specifically say Indian, though, just to be fair. <laughs> like they do, going, they do. Yeah, they're going for it. I think that's why you said Indian earlier, too, because literally they were saying it in this. And they're talking about all those burial grounds, and I was like, okay, obviously, of course they're going into that, like, every fucking built on you know this land goes into that but then they started talking Mm -hmm. about religion and salemites and fucking this and that and the war and they were fighting each other and and they're like like, different kind of natives and i was like honestly fuck everything you're saying i'm not following this like i'm not that's what happened to me and then i heard blog and i was like hold on how is a blog tied in all this hell no if i heard how does she have wi-fi if i heard blog i would have rerouned i would have listened to it because that's what i did a few times on this i was like this is could you imagine finding out your favorite your favorite blog on like WordPress just so happens to be written by like Charles Manson <laughs> crazy with a fucking lady. with a fucking pentagram on her forehead like fucking uh what's his name what's that dude's name Richard uh 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 ri- the the dude with, the dude Speck, that didn't brush his teeth the dude with the fucking pentagram on his hand I'm blanking names like crazy oh oh the Night Stalker yeah the Ramirez, fucking Night Stalker Ramirez. Ramirez there you go yeah yeah I, I don't know. like sincerely. From my cell, like <laughs> she has a blog. Hell I no. loved that. It, it's I loved that for her. Yeah, it's a lot. So okay, okay. Lisa gets put in a straight jacket because she goes to talk yep. to Mixter, and then he's just <laughs> he's just like, "Fuck you! I got my goons." Puts her in a straight jacket. Three guards who we've never seen before this whole movie. Also, mind you, they now work there, and they like tie her up. Yeah, he hired like three more people. And you're like, oh, they're doing a Gothica thing. She's now a patient. She's going to be stuck at the asylum. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you not mention Gothica? 
Like, that's what it reminded me of. Can that's you what it not reminded me of. Gothica? I was like, oh, we're doing Gothica. You know, the first time I watched Gothica, I listened to like a review of it, like a podcast, I think, and I only the like horror ha- show. I I don't remember. It might have been, but I only like half. They covered it. Yeah, they did uh, for sure. I I know I listened to that one. I don't know if it was theirs or a different one though, because I've listened to a few Gothica episodes, and I don't remember what the first one I listened to was. But when I listened to it, I think I was like doing other stuff while I was listening, so I only listened to maybe like one third or like half of it at most and what i uh-huh. heard of it i thought that they were saying it was a good movie so when i went to watch it i was just like waiting like patiently waiting and i was like i must really not get this like this must be a deep movie or something because it was like people that i trusted right and then i was like i don't and then i finally finished it and i was like are they are they stupid? Like, uh, this was the worst movie I've ever seen. And then I listened back to it, and they had nothing good to say about it. Like, nothing good to say about it. I just didn't listen to it right. I don't hate Gothica. I don't hate it either, but it's a terrible movie. When I, when it first came out, I was young, and I thought it was so good. And then, like, I rewatched it. I was like, oh, no, I was like, this movie's pretty fucking bad. And then I re-listened to the horror show episode, like, twice last week on Gothica, and I was crying. I was like, this movie's actually so bad. Very bad very much a bad movie i wonder what i rated it i'll have to look after this probably like four stars <laughs> if you did I'm, I'm pissed okay i might have rated it three but anyways that's still too high but anyway mixer just starts to like try to convince lisa that like she's always been there he's like you've always been here you've just been an outpatient but now it's time for you to become a full-time resident and she just says okay yeah she's like okay and am i wrong was vin diesel did he get robed what do you mean by robed Someone gets robed in this. Remember how we were talking about someone has a black... Because someone has... They're talking about black robes and shit. Someone gets appointed a black robe in this. And they're like... Oh, I missed this. Yeah, they're like God now. Oh, I've totally missed this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Vin Diesel. All of a sudden, he just pops up. It probably is. Has to be. He has, like, the black robe on, and then he goes to female Charlie Manson, and he's like... She or she starts screaming. She's like, "Our time is now, immortality!" And then Vin Diesel shoots Evil her. Evil dies tonight. He, literally, it's the same energy. And then he like the way they pulled out that double barreled shotgun was pretty hilarious. Like you just see the shotgun and then it just blasts her. But then it, you don't even see who's obviously. I guess now we know who's behind it. But like, it was the weirdest point of view. It was like it was like the tip of the barrel of the just gun the going around and shooting people. And you don't see like anything coming out of it. It's just like <laughs> nope. And then it's like slow motion blood splatter, and then it like goes to the next cell, and you're like, what is going on? And then they like just go around killing people. They're like, yeah, go kill them all. And they shoot some security guard and another patient. But I think they just shot the dead body of the cannibal dude, right? Yeah. Literally. Or maybe he was like half alive at the time, and he was still kind of alive down there. Maybe I don't know. Captain. But they shot him. So now Russian Polish is here to save Lisa. And they run into a hallway. And they see the little girl who has reverb voice now. And then some other nerd that they run into also has reverb voice. And he slices his face off. Like, part of his cheek. Starts pulling his cheek off for yeah. no reason. And they just kind of watch casually. Yeah. Literally, they're just like, okay. Yeah, they're just like, that was cool. Then they just leave. It's like a, it's like they're on Venice Beach and they see something interesting happening, so they like stand there to watch it for a minute, and then once it's done, they move on. I was like, "What the fuck?" I've been on Venice Beach, and I could attest that that is very much so how it works. That's there. exactly <laughs> what it is, right? Like, how else do you describe you stop, what happened like, here? Every twenty feet, and you're just like, "Okay, yeah, you're like, let's oh. check out that. Let's keep walking, and oh. then move on." Oh, there's a t-shirt shop. Oh, <laughs> it's a very good way to describe it. 
Okay, and remember when they're trying to escape and the janitor's key gets stuck in the door and then he just gets shot? Yes. <laughs> he goes, no, he like, doesn't get stuck. He goes, the key broke in the door. <laughs> broke in the door. He's like, the key broke in the door. And then it's just like, and then he's dead. And where did he get shot from? And why did he die the way he died? I don't know. There must have been a window in the door or something. And then Lisa stands there and, like, stays with him for, like, two minutes. So I'm like, wait, then where did he get shot from? Like, are you not in danger right now? Yeah, and then she finally was like, oh, it's like she snapped out of something. It was like, I got to get moving. And then the next three minutes is her trying to open locked doors until the demon guy puts a gun in her face. And then she stabs him with no pushback. Like, he doesn't even try to stop her. Well, and she's, like, leaning her whole body against her. I'm like, you're going to they're just going to shoot through the door. Exactly. (laughs) So, in the end, Lisa says, I know who I am. Are you going to call me crazy again? And then Mixter says, yeah, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. And then Lisa goes, get out of my head. And I was like, he has said nothing to get into your head in the slightest. <laughs> he literally just said, oh, well, maybe so, maybe not. And she was like, what the fuck? Get out of my head. She was like basically like scratching her head like slit. She was like, oh my God, you're in it. Mixter, the madman. He's like, this is for sneezing on me, bitch. And then they talk about like biblical stuff. And then she's like, the cops will be here any second. And then like a YouTube track of sirens, car doors opening, walkie talkies, ambulances, every emergency noise in the world, even them walking up to the house, but then also like walking away. And then it like hard cuts, like they're like looping it, but like they didn't Mm -hmm. spend enough time looping it. So like, it'll just cut abruptly and then you'll hear like, and then it'll like go back to the thing, like in the middle of a siren. So it's just like the fakest thing in the world. I did catch the fake sirens, and I was like, but also, I was like, who called Kim, the Kim, cops? What the fuck? How could you not catch the fake sirens? They did it for four minutes straight. <laughs> of course you caught the fake sirens. I never heard a phone in this movie. I never saw a phone besides... I don't even know if this movie takes place in present day. Who called the cops? Except for that one time where there's an internet thing where it says 2013. If, if it wasn't for that, I would have assumed this was in, like, fucking 1930. Yeah, I need to know who called the actual cops. I was like, oh, now that now they decide to call the cops. Wait, that's a great point. No one called the cops. I I think about that like, and I'm like, I don't. It doesn't. It's not adding up to me. Like, who would have dialed nine one one? You are so right. Not a single person called the cops. Unless we unless we're just expected to imply that it was Delaney, while she was she was being tied up. I mean, and, and you know what? And to be fair, that's probably the l- smallest issue in this entire movie. So if we're it supposed is. to just it infer really that she called the cops, I'll take that. It really is. It bothered me though. So all the cops, I guess are approaching. And then Mixter's like, your mom was a whore. And then right as Lisa's <laughs> about to shoot him, the cops walk in and with absolute no hesitation, shoot her dead in the eyes. And like, we don't see the cops. We don't see like any, we see like a door kind of open. And door then we open. just see. And it's like, psh- it's like the cop's point of view, basically. Like, we're just looking right at her, and we just see, like, within point one seconds, bullet goes through her head, and she just goes, like, oh, <laughs> just falls back The door, and like, dies. cracks open. They're like, Psh, yeah, and you're like, what? And it's they just she's, capped like, her pointing like that? The, it's basically because she's pointing the gun at Mixter, and they're like, oh, problem, and they just, no hesitation, shoot him. I mean, I guess that tracks, but, like. <laughs> yeah, say, depending on, yeah, it may, it may actually be on par. Yeah, but I I screamed. I'm not kidding, Kim. Like, I screamed at the top of my lungs. I started to cry. It was just like the last movie. Like, crying, laughing, screaming at the top of my lungs. It was so fucking funny. I also was like, hold up. Did she just get capped? Dude, dead. She was murdered and that was it. 
Murdered. Murdered. Done. Toast. Brains on the wall. Good twist. They killed the final girl. They did. I wasn't expecting it. I'll be honest. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I wish the movie ended there, but Mixter has an interview that's like way too long with a TV reporter. And they remind us one more yeah. time that, you know, Ronald DeFeo exists. They're like, hey, it's Amityville, by the way. And then she's like, yeah, so Mixter sold the movie rights to the story. So I'm like, is that supposed to imply that the movie we just watched is the movie that he sold the rights to? I guess. And that he's just going to keep her... I don't know, and I'm like, oh, well, Mixer's obviously the bad guy. Does this mean we're going to keep... Does this mean one of these sequels, one of these other Amityville movies, he's going to return? These people, the four digital, they do have, like, one or two more other Amityvilles. So I was what, like, I have a feeling he's going to pop back up. What if it's his bo- his movie well, that he been, sold the rights to? He's going to because he's he's been in all of them for the, their movies so far. Why wouldn't he be in the He next? has been in, like, all their movies. He might very well be in the next Amityville. I didn't check for sure. He might be in the other one. Who knows? He totally has to be. I wouldn't be surprised. So this guy's monologue are longer than James Cameron's Avatar, and then it ends with him saying, Immortal, and then he looks dead at the camera. And then the outro song literally starts with, This is not a joke, or something like that, and I was fucking pissed. I was fucking pissed. I did not catch that. Dude, it was like like a soft, like maybe like jazzy kind of thing, or like soulful. I don't know exactly what what it was. It was some chick singing. She was like, Soft jazz. This is not a joke. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah, this whole movie made me kind of feel that way. Actually, not the first 30. Yeah, the, the beginning was awesome. The beginning was awesome. I think there was eight kills in this. No boobs. None. Um, You know, I used to think that at the end of watching all of these, I would know what makes an Amityville movie an Amityville movie, but at, like... As far as we are into this, I feel like nothing defines an Amityville movie. Not in this new ge- generation yet. Uh, do they, does the old? I mean, like, some of them had flies, some of them didn't, some of them had boobs, some of them had objects, some of them had houses. Like, nothing defined. Like, there's parts that are, like, Amityville. The Amityville universe is whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Like, there are things that are Amityville-esque and you can recognize, but, like, there's nothing that just purely defines an amb- yeah. like I, I assume that after we watch like you know 20 30 whatever these when i thought there was only like remember when we thought there was only like 13 of these oh my gosh i <laughs> remember how was, naive like, we were yeah i was like oh there's a lot there's probably like 10 we were like yeah and then we we're like then you were like, oh no there's 15 kim we were like then a week oh later, my we were like god. kim i found 21 and now we're still going and now we're still finding them and we're well into like the 40s um yeah we were very naive naive at the time but yeah i remember like earlier i was like okay once we watch all these like we're gonna like know what makes an amityville movie no there's no fucking way nothing makes an amityville movie nothing nothing as of now they are and maybe maybe over time we'll find there was a deep metaphor that connects them all but as of now the universe is pretty up there yeah i want to have like i i was hoping that at the end of this we would have like a definitive answer and I'm steering more and more away from that. I'm, like, getting less and less hopeful. I think we're going to continue to steer more and more away from it. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I have a few letterbox reviews. Uh, the first one is from Kelly. She gave it a 10 out of 100, and it says, The only thing that kept me vaguely interested in this was the lead actress's pathetic attempts to not have a British accent. So bad. Toward the end of the movie, she gets really bad with it, where she's actually going, like, she's basically going... in her defense i truly think they filmed this in like one day 
And uh, 11 days. She probably was so tired. Oh. I think it was 11 days if I remember right. Wow. I was going to say she was probably so exhausted by the end of it, her voice probably fatigued. I'm sure. I think she was just done. Like, it just did not matter toward the end. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> Actually, I'm going to save that one for last. Okay, the next one is J. McLaughlin, 83. He just kind of said the most idiotic thing ever. He rated a star and a half, and he said, if the audio mix was better, this would be two stars. And I just want to say, fuck you, J. McLaughlin. That is the least of the issues in this, and you rated that way too high. And if that would have made it two stars, stars. he rated one and a half, but he said if the audio mix was better, it would have been two stars. Hell no, it wouldn't have. Jay, yeah, you, you're wrong, buddy. Sorry, but that's not right. We're going to finish this off now, and okay, this this okay. last one. Oh, God. I accidentally went to the enemy's side. I did not, I want to preface this, I did not try to do this at all. Not whatsoever. Okay. I did not try okay. to do this. But okay. the next review is from Nathan. From the I, I hope, hope you, you suffer, suffer podcast. It's all coming full circle. Kim, I started writing this review down, and then I was like, "Okay, so wait, who did this so I can credit it?" Said <laughs> Nathan from I hope you suffer, the one and only. No, now it's just Nathan. We just know Nathan. Period. Please share what Nathan had to say. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> I love this review. It was actually my favorite one. I love one. that you organically found it. I organically found it. This is actually my favorite review on all of Letterboxd for this movie. It's, oh my god. Okay, what did he say? It says, I challenged Stephen King to watch this and still tell me Blood Feast is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> and you know what? Facts. As someone who's watched Blood Feast, like Herschel Gordon Lewis, her- Blood Feast is not that bad. Fuck you, Stephen King. He piece of shit. Yeah, it's really not. I can name I can name at least ten worst movies, and eight of them have to be movies we've covered together. <laughs> I could probably name thirty off the top of my head that are way worse top than Blood Feast. Like Blood Feast has like some Don't of the blink. best eyebrows I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, that shit's so funny. I I organically uh, found that review, and when I shout saw, out to Nathan, when I saw I hope you suffer, I was like, oh my god, this is crazy! Like this episode shout has out. somehow like just found so many little tidbits. Uh, I I don't know, a so lot many has happened. Gems. Would we recommend this game? <laughs> um, no, I'd recommend the first thirty minutes for a laugh. I can't seriously recommend this whatsoever. The first thirty minutes, watch it and turn it the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely recommend the last one more than I would this one. Seriously. I would recommend you watch Haunting five times in a row before you watch this, probably. But I, actually, at the same time, I don't I don't know which one is a better... I almost, I feel like this is a better movie. Because I feel like, okay, I, I'm generally feeling like I'm having this kind of Stockholm Syndrome thing. This one had a storyline. It did. It had a storyline. At least it had a storyline. It wasn't a good... Like, okay, no. It did have a storyline. There was a lot of cliches in it, and they didn't execute it well, right. but it had a story. But at least had a storyline. The last one had no story. Hunting definitely but had zero had, story. But it was funny. Okay, but Kim. <laughs> the whole like, thing was funny. But the more like I'm thinking about it, I, I really feel like it's a Stockholm Syndrome thing where we had a lot of fun talking about it, but like watching it, I don't know if it'd be that fun to watch it again. I feel like this, this might be more watchable than Haunting. 
I don't know. I think I could watch Haunting more. Because Haunting at least made me laugh throughout the whole thing. The dad punching the air, the pistol, the, uh, the electrical wire drop. The, hold the fucking ladder. Hold the fucking ladder. <laughs> like, it is. There were a yeah. lot of funny lines. I don't know. It's really hard. Know. Okay, this I can say these and this and haunting are like one and the same. Like this isn't worse than haunting. I don't know if it's better than haunting, but I don't think yeah. it's like worse than haunting. Like they didn't go down a peg in the next iteration. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to, and I have, we have to reiterate it because we really need to do the poll. When this episode gets put put out, um, we need to know you guys. The dead bodies. Tune into the poll that Kayla posts. Yeah, how, well, how, how many dead people would it take you to see for you to quit your job? <laughs> if you remind me after we record this, I'll just post it to Horror Soup like immediately, and we'll figure it out. I will. I will. Cause we like it's killing me. I have to know. If anyone says more than two, like one, I can kind of excuse. I bet Koch. I bet Koch will be like four. Oh, like seven. <laughs> be like, I'd keep working there forever. Hold on, let's preface, let's preface. These aren't people that, like, you, you don't work in a field where you may often see people, like, dying. Like, you're not a coroner, you don't work, you know, at a mortuary, you, you, don't, a you don't work for a police department. Yeah, like, you're a janitor. Like, you shouldn't be seeing people, d- and people that are already dead is what I'm saying. Like, s- ghosts and spirits. We need to stop talking about this movie. I can't believe we spoke about this for two yeah. hours. What do we rate this? You already saw. I didn't give it a rating. Oh, like yeah. Like, the last one, I couldn't. You rated it no stars, right? No stars. I gave this a star. It's mainly just for the for the beginning, the first 30 minutes, and then that chick getting shot in the face at the end because I laughed, like, so fucking hard. Like, I feel like it deserved a half a star just for that. Like, an extra half a star. Because, I don't know, I do feel like the other, like, half a star that I'm giving for this is, like, over-haunting, that is, like, in comparison the cinematography is better. Like, it's shot better. They actually had more than, like, one ring light available yeah. and, like, a Motorola, Motorola, like, flip phone. So, like, I'll give it to them that they put a little more into this. Um, yeah, there's a few things that make it a little better. But I don't know. I still, like, the more... It's hard. A star. The only thing that makes it hard for me, like, when I, when I watch it, when I watch it and I rate it a star, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But when I think about it compared to Haunting, I'm like, is it... I know it's only a half star, but I'm like, is it a half star better than Haunting? That's where it gets right. hard for me. That's where it yeah, gets hard. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I could give it a star. Um. Well, up next we. I take it back. I Go take ahead. it back. It's a half star movie. It's on the same par with Haunting. They're okay. they're both half. Do you think stars. it's better than Curse? Do you think it's better than Curse? <sighs> Maybe I'd have to rewatch Curse. I know it's hard. The, the curse is bad. Curse was really bad, but I don't know. These are like different types. I would of say bad. they're different types of bad. I don't know. Curse mm-hmm. might be better, but I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Okay, so fuck Mary Kill. We have my Domino's manager, uh, Mixter, because anyway, you keep him alive, you'll have to listen to a 10 hour monologue, and you have me. Is it your actual Domino's manager or the guy? It's the guy from the movie. It's the guy. Oh my god! I have to kill him because he's so gross and he's like a yeah, rapist. Um, fair. He's gotta die. Oh god! I don't want to fuck Mixter. <laughs> yeah, I knew this would be bad because I knew you were gonna have to end up either fucking or marrying Mixter in either way. Not great. I was gonna say I'd marry Mixter, but then I'd have to be a part of his cult. I think I just have to fuck him. And you gotta listen to his it. monologues forever. Yeah, I can't do it. There's a ponytail. I, yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna have to. 
fuck Mixer and, and marry you. Mm. Back to married you, Caleb. Rough, We're rough. Back. We're back here. We're back here. All that right. was a bad one. All right. Uh, I want to read a little listener review real quick. This one's from Derek Malin. It says, hey, your shows are great. I laugh all the time. Sounds like a robot for a second. This says, this is something that I need to needed to address, so this is why I really needed to read this. Um, I just finished the Hostel episode, and there is a third film. <laughs> it's set in Las Vegas during a bachelor party. Check it out. It's not as bad as some of the other movies. I enjoyed the ending of it. Keep up the good work, D-May. Um, I mainly had to read that because, I know, the second me and Maria finished recording the Hostel episode... We looked it up because I was like, I don't think there's a third hostel because I don't know. For In my mind, I was just like, if there is a third hostel. Aren't there like four? There might be. I think there. I think there's only three, but I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not even going to say anything definitively definitively right now because I'm already talking about my mistake mm-hmm. from last time. Um, it's OK. But I just kind of assumed like boldly that if there was a third hostel, it would have been done by Eli Roth. So when I didn't see a third one by Eli Roth, I was just like, oh, there isn't a yeah. third hostel. Like, it, it is still kind of weird to me that someone like, it's weird to me when people make sequels of movies like that and like with a director like that, you know? Right. And like, it's their thing. And like, it's that new too. Like if it was like way older, that'd be one thing. But I'm like, those are, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to homage it, like it better be old, <laughs> you know, it's, there's only three. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, I just didn't assume that there was a three, but there totally is. And I actually might have even seen it before. It's very possible. Or like I always parts say the cover it. looks very familiar. It does. I definitely haven't, though, because I don't remember Vegas. I know I've seen part two, but the three, I don't remember I don't remember Vegas. That doesn't sound familiar to me. That's true. When you say that, I haven't seen it. I've probably just seen the covers or something. No, I don't want to fucking cover it. But anyway, it, it exists. <laughs> it exists. No, and uh, yeah, uh, we realized like that right after we finished the episode, but... And I even text Maria, too. I was like, should I, like, cut something in and just, like, say that? Because people are definitely going to start, like, messaging me a bunch about after and out. She was like, nah, you'll be fine. And I knew I should have just done it anyway, but I didn't. And then I started just getting, like, tons of fucking messages about it. Like, hey, there is a Hostel 3, even though I put it in, like, the description and everything else. So, yeah, this is just me admitting, like, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about that. I fucked up. This is This is us admitting our wrongs in this episode. It really is. It really is. And uh, recently I said that donators could send in a horror-related question to be read at the end of the show, like, to Patreon. But I kind of changed my mind on that, because the messaging system in Patreon is kind of, like, underused. Like, I don't use it, and I feel like people don't use it, and people kind of forget it exists. So mm-hmm. I still want to do the same thing, but anyone can send in a question. Like, I would prefer if you send it through, like, email to, like, horrorsoupyahoo.com. That would just be the easiest way to keep track of it. Um, but really just send it anywhere. If you want to like DM me it or something or somewhere else, like I'll still, it'll be harder for me to keep track of it. So like, no, no promises. I won't lose it. But if you just send it anywhere, I'm still going to do it in like a mailbox kind of segment where I answer your questions. Just any horror questions, you know, characters, movies, scenes, blah, blah, blah. Something about Amityville. If you want, I'll answer them with Kim. If you want to ask Amityville questions, we'll do them together. Facts. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, we will. <laughs> hey, speaking of up next, what do we got? It looks like Amityville death house. Is that the next one? I'm actually okay. excited. Yeah, the cover looks cool, and it sounds like a it sounds like death proof. So, are you checking with... on Wikipedia or on the letterbox list? Just on just online, I checked on a couple. I think it's I think it is Death House. Okay, I don't think it. Okay, so some of these are confusing because there's a lot in between like 2015 and 2017, and a lot in the same year. Yes. So I don't know like which come in the right area. I'll look it up and I'll figure out exactly which because they definitely don't follow a story, but. Next is actually The Conjuring. 
Oh, yeah, it would be, because it came out before 2015. It's 2013, and the next Amityvilles are 2015. We're so. actually going to cover a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess I think the next Amityville we're going to do is The Conjuring, because I think, isn't The First Conjuring the only one that references Amityville, too? Yeah, exactly. So, Even though the other ones are in that letterbox list, yeah. The, the first one's yeah. the only one that I think really we'll do does. the other ones just for the fuck of it, probably. But, like, the first one definitely. So I guess, yeah, we'll do we'll do The Conjuring next. And then we'll see. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll decide whether or not that ties into Amityville and if it should be in the definitive Amityville list. From what I remember, it does not. I don't think it does at all. But you know, whatever. I think they literally. I think they literally may say. I think it's the beginning. (laughs) I think it's the beginning. They're just like, oh, Amityville. Amityville. I think they're like Ocean Avenue. Anyways, yeah. (laughs) You might be right, but whatever. (laughs) But whatever. We're gonna cover the Conjuring, which is actually a good movie. So yeah, that'll be that'll be get excited. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Get excited. Oh, All right. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, that's Well, crazy. this has been fun, as always. This has been fun. So, guys, don't forget that I am on Cameo at Horror Soup, and you can request me for only $10, and I'm still sending out free stickers for five-star iTunes reviews for an amount of time. I don't know when I'll stop it, but it's happening right now. So if you want some free stickers, hit it up. And the best way to keep up with everything Horror Soup are to follow the Instagram at Horror Soup, which I'm most active on. Follow the Twitter at Horror Soup Sucks. Uh, Kim, wait, Kim, what's your Instagram? It's Kim underscore Shady 23. Uh, it's Kim underscore Shady with three Ys. Oh, with three Ys. That's true. Is it 23 shady. after that or is it just YYY? No, just YYY. It's 23 on Letterbox. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say next. My Letterbox is Horror Soup Caleb and Kim's Letterbox is Kim Shady 23 Join the Discord server. Discord. I, I'm I'm stuttering a lot today. This movie did something to me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, join the Discord server. Be a part of our conversations and talk to me and other listeners of the show and Kim. Uh, you can DM me or email me anywhere for the link or you can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash horrorsoup. And then also check out all of the different tiers for polls, bonus episodes, early before release access to horror soup episodes video episodes like this episode right now you can see kim's face that's good that's fun right um you can help choose episodes we cover you can i don't know you could say hi and then you can send in your own uh, horror movie suggestions to our suggestion email at horrormoverequestio.com subscribe to horror soup on youtube and thank you to tom aka the mutant members only club and ross lee for making the music that you are hearing on this episode Cam, you want to sing like a Amityville song or something? Boy, I'm nuts, nuts, nuts for your butt, butt, butt. I'm nuts, nuts, nuts for your butt, butt, butt. I don't know what, what, what I'd do if I couldn't. Nut in you? Sniff your butt and oh. nut in you. Thank you. That's my song. You're welcome. Drop the beat. Drop the beat, DJ! 20-some feet of succulent intestines I want to eat, do you have some suggestions? Nuts, nuts, nuts for your guts, 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 girl